Come on and join me on the B-side When movie stars they weren't in their prime Made all the movies that got left behind That got them covered on the B-side You're gonna like it on the B-side Cause you got Dan and Connor by your side Throwing your knowledge from the inside And now you're listening to the B-side Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the B-Side Show for the Film Stage website. As always, I'm Dan Mecca here with Connor O'Donnell. And as you know, we talk about movie stars, but not the movies that made them famous or kept them famous, but the ones that they made in between. And today we're talking about um, Cameron Diaz, who is... A lot like Michelle Pfeiffer, who we we just did an episode of Michelle Pfeiffer. We can talk about the parallels. Um, I think the more I read about Cameron and her, and then more watched and rewatched her films, the more I kind of realized that they've had these kind of weirdly similar careers, including like maligned Scorsese performances at the time, though you would say maybe. Now the Pfeiffer is beloved and the Diaz is still maligned. Um, we can get into it. Yeah. Our lovely guest today is Mitchell Beaupre, who they've been here before. They'll be here again. Letterboxd. What is your official title, Mitchell, at Letterboxd? Uh, senior editor is my official title at and you, Letterboxd. Yeah, and you do you do the podcast weekend watch list right am i saying that right i listen to it every i I, I listen to it all the time but now i'm like i'm like second guessing myself but weekend watch list and then do you do another podcast with them or no yeah so i kind of um they have like a i guess three podcasts now where like we can watch this is one that the like, awards I'm on one pretty regularly the awards one which i don't have any fucking thing to do with it's great i'm, I'm happy for <laughs> yeah, it. I don't, I don't yeah, yeah Gemma, Mia, and Mia. Gemma and brian uh yeah. i don't i don't fucking care about awards like whatsoever i was so, gonna like, say <laughs> yeah i i have not i've listened to a couple of those but i had a moment um i had a moment listening to one of the episodes where I, I was like, oh, you know, yeah, <laughs> I the award to... stuff. Yeah, it, uh, it, yeah. It, it is to me. There is like a there's only so much of that for me. Yeah. And this is and so let me just say this is the stuff I love about award season. I'll just say like this, like small petty shit. That's fun. Well, that's the best I, I, I love yeah. it. And that's the, when people are like the awards are political anyway. I think they don't realize that the politics are the best part. Like yeah. that's well, but, the but, fun but stuff. The, like, but the gossip, like the gossip beast. Yeah, yeah, like, right. But it's, for example, it's hot Harrison Ford <laughs> in 1998 or 99, I think it was the 99 Oscars for the 98 season, being brought out to read the Best Picture winner because they thought it was going to be Saving Private Ryan, right, 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 and right. him having to be like. Shakespeare in love. And it was like <laughs> well, not it's the his same. It's Steven, the same thing know. as the Chadwick Boseman with oh, of Soderbergh Jesus. of Soderbergh of Soderbergh putting it at the end because everyone was just best so actor at the end at of the, the end. show. I, Imagine I always I think kind of, of def- um, I kind of defend the choice because if it had worked, you get no it. one would have. Well, so, you know and, I mean? and, like, and look, yeah. in credit to Soderbergh, he was asked about it, and he and literally he was like, he was like, look. We played a hunch. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like, and lost. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know what it was. You know what it you was. Know, like, it was a gambit. It was a gambit. So, okay. 
Cameron Diaz, thank you for the You're reminder. Welcome. That, You're that welcome. was one of the movies we fucking watched for this. Um, <laughs> now, here's the deal. This is the worst batch, I think. I don't, that I don't, know, I don't know if that's true. You right. guys have done some really yeah, one Richard, ones. That, one, that Paul Newman episode when, well, with Well, that's the one we always reference. Okay. Yeah. One, there's one saving Richard Kelly, you know, you know, one saving grace courtesy of Richard Kelly. Yes. I feel mm-hmm. like we probably will all agree roughly on that. And um, God, Richard Kelly, three for three. We'll talk about it. He's, he's <laughs> has not made a movie since. So it's such a shame. Um, but anyway, okay. The movies ugh, today are <laughs> fucking <laughs> The Last Supper. Okay. The Invisible Circus. The Box. The Box. Yay. Yeah. And finally, Gambit, in which Taylor Kitsch plays the, <laughs> of course, famous Louisiana-based jambalaya-eating, card-throwing. What else does Gambit do? He's got like a staff. Does he say he yeah. says Sherry, right? He d- Mon yeah, Ami, he I believe. And Sherry. He's sure, like, oh, Sherry. I'm sure he hooks, Mon up, Ami. hooks up with Rogue a lot. I'm, yeah, I'm sure hook, he... Oh, hang on. Does he hook up with Rogue, or is that like it's like a it's like a Jim and Pam thing? Season they're two, like, they're one dating. or two. They're they're solid. Dating. I mean, at Are least they? at yeah. least in the cartoon, they were like for sure. In they're Idaho. they're getting it on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, I'm sorry. You can <laughs> listeners, you can tell Dan is just so eager <laughs> to jump into for, these. I've been awake for a decade. Um, <laughs> so two kids now. Let's just get into the Cameron of it all. So, okay, okay, so I mentioned Michelle Pfeiffer, so we'll use it as a bridge. I did think it was interesting, right? So I, I put out this prompt on Twitter a couple weeks ago, where, or even like a week ago. I had put on Spy Game, which is one of my favorite movies, mm. which is, the if you don't know, Tony Scott, underrated uh, spy thriller starring Robert Redford and Brad Pitt. It came out right around 9-11. It did okay, but kind of it almost got disappeared because of the moment, right? Like a lot of those movies, which is, I think, why, in a way, it's kind of an under. Like, I mean, we consider we did movie. consider it a B side on our Brad Pitt right. episode and I think, way back when. I think so. that's right. Yeah. I think it's it is like an uh, kind of. I, I think it's Tony Scott's best movie. I mean, I, I love Spy Game. I think it's a true like certainly a str- you can certainly make a strong argument. I would yeah, say. it's it's yeah. a truly great film. Anyway, one of the selling points of that movie, of course, is you have Robert Redford and Brad Pitt in a movie together playing against each other in scenes and very obviously Brad Pitt is the Robert Redford of his class. Right. And that was always the comp, right? Even when Brad Pitt was young, he was in a Robert Redford movie river runs through it. He played Robert Redford roles, stuff like legends of the fall come to mind, right? Like whether or not he succeeded is, you know, obviously I would argue Brad Pitt learned, he wasn't good at those roles or he wasn't accepted in those roles and he pivoted to weirder stuff, which obviously paid dividends in his in his you know longer career. But the look, the vibe, the kind of the relaxed charm. I mean, that's ve- all very strong jaw, like strong just, jaw, they, yeah. but almost like too cool to even know how good they look thing. Right. That's a very like they hold these like these things. And so anyway. I tweeted, I was like, what are other examples of this, right? Like, there aren't that many examples. Like, what are examples of, like, you know, a younger star playing against the older archetype that he's, like, directly referencing? And so, obviously, like, George Clooney can't play against Cary Grant, right? But that would be one, right? 
Kevin Costner could never play against someone. Gary Cooper, someone did shout out the one. Sleuth remake, which features right. yeah. like so, Kane so, and so, Zula, like Matt is, Goldberg. Yeah. Matt Goldberg, shout him out. He yeah. he immediately suggested or, or said, and he's right. Um, the Sleuth remake, written by Harold Pinter, directed by Kenneth Branagh, starring Jude Law and Michael Caine. Yes, that's like almost better than Spy. It's like equal. It's like fully Jude, Jude literally Law. Literally played a, uh, the same role that that's Caine played well, in Jude that Law, movie, but then also in Alfie too. Well, and, well, but also yeah, he had literally played Alfie, but yeah. also just but even in terms of he does similar like he's got similar Michael Caine things, right? Kind of like you know too pretty from work too pretty for working class but some of the sensibilities of it right in in a lot of his roles you know, you know what you could make the argument for and this is probably giving this person too much credit but it felt like the the elevator pitch at the time is the score well no somebody makes uh, the score that too. yeah like and that. that's and I, I would argue the score is a great example because you basically it's a three generational yes, thing it's it yeah. felt like i think the... that it all applies edward norton now it, it feels weirder because he's gone in a different direction in his career right but in oh one that's what i'm saying like at the time people like, were like this guy is the actor yeah. of his generation well, literally to the point where like, it, you literally have like oh yeah. the three greatest actors of their respective generations are in a movie together yes like, right yeah right full stop right no one's arguing it brando de niro norton kind of a good movie a fluffy kind of a high thriller underrated yeah. i think underrated because of the pedigree you know who's great in that movie Angela Bassett. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Soon to be probably uh, Oscar winner Angela Bassett. Um, Do you guys remember that movie Stone with De Niro yeah, and Norton? Sure. And Norton. Kind, kind, of, a, kind of a good movie. I, I, oh, I, interesting. I he, yeah, I like that movie. That's a John Curran uh, film who I think yeah. is an underrated film. I haven't seen it since it came out. I would want I don't like I do not remember a single well, fucking has, thing so, about that movie. Right. It's Mila Jovovich, it's mm -hmm. it's uh Norton and Norton with he's doing his like con, pan, he's got his panic it's a, room uh, yeah it's a con, yeah. It's a con movie and de niro is the like parole officer or something <clears throat> and jovovich is involved and it's like yeah it's an under i think it's an underrated movie it was that was an over uh overture movie right Ooh. at the end mm -hmm. of overture films is yeah, like barely was like released. barely got released yeah so but so anyway all this to say and um and there's some conversation about this in in the the tweet thread, whatever. There aren't a lot of good female examples of it, right? Which you can blame on the industry to some degree, sure. right? But like, it was hard to find, like, you know, you know, is there what it, I couldn't think of one, honestly, right? So, you know, like on Golden Pond, you would say okay, but the problem is like Fonda and Hepburn are not. The same, yeah they're not the same you know kind so it's like okay performer, they're two great sure. actresses but that's not yeah the same yeah. thing but anyway all of this to say like can we get a diaz and pfeiffer movie because that feels like ripe for sure for a lot of who stuff. would be I mean, okay so if 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 you're making it now who's... i mean diaz is she kind of was quote like softly retired she's kind of refuted that claim she basically was like look i took a break and i didn't want to take any roles because there were no good scripts, which okay. I mean, her last yeah, role yeah. is um is the Annie remake uh, from 2014, which we all remember. We yeah. Weirdly, 2014, a huge year. Big she's year. in like three big, big, big studio hits. movies. Well, she's in. I would say three. the other woman. 
Un- undisputed hit. Sure. Yeah. Sex tape, kind of a summer comedy disappointment. Sex tape, disappointed like domestic, but made like huge over worldwide. worldwide. Like huge yes. worldwide. Bizarre but I, worldwide. I do think sex tape, unfortunately, is in that kind of the last stand of like studio, studio comedies comedy, wide yeah. release. It's also like a dog shit movie. It's, very oh, it's not, bad. <laughs> not, a, not a strong film, unfortunately. Um, and then the Annie movie, I think, did fine. Kavanjani Wallace is Annie. Jamie Foxx is like. The version of Moneybags and um, or what, what's the character's name? Is Warbucks, it? Daddy Warbucks. Warbucks, Daddy yeah. Warbucks. And um, and what uh, do they call him now? Don't didn't they? Don't they like change his names? They new, change his name in, in, in the new remake. No, but not even just in the remake. I feel like in new iterations of. Oh, I don't know. Annie, Money, I, is it Moneybags? It might. It very well might be. I feel like <laughs> but, I feel like that's a thing where they they don't call him Warbucks anymore. But, but Cameron anyway. is um is Hannigan, Miss Hannigan. Yes. Um, yes. You know, so anyway, anyway, that was like a late 2014 movie. And since then, she hasn't been in much. She obviously has other ventures. She has like beauty line stuff and what have you. And I think Makes obviously she's, yeah, she's doing more than I mean, like many of her ilk, Jessica Alba, Kate Hudson, what have you. She's doing, you know, her her brand as herself has probably been paid div- more dividends than any movie she ever She's also right. probably got, I mean, I don't know what the Shrek net worth is, but oh she's probably God. got right. so much Shrek money. Oh yeah, she like, she had a kid. God. She just like, it was like, I'm not, well, I we think were I, saying, was, I was, I mean, we we right we were I mean speaking of Shrek right we were all chatting. Well, that's her kid's the, name, right? Didn't she name her, her kid's kid name Shrek? Is Shrek. Yeah, yeah. Shrek. yeah. Speaking Shrek. of Shrek Diaz, Shrek yeah. Diaz Madden. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but so we um we're all chatting and and we're we're kind of realizing right, um, ninety eight to like oh four, Cameron is the moment. Like Cameron is like the moment. She's no. like. There's something about Mary, right? So that's like the broad comedy hit. She's Any Given Sunday, which is like the cool movie semi hit that ages like in an edgy way the next sure. year. She's freaking the cult comedy, sweetest thing, right? Which, you know, ages Age, has aged abysmally i would argue <laughs> well yeah but but ha- but has these incredible legs yes like it's, in the it's culture got like a cult like a cult people like too. love people the really movie love it, right yeah. so it's like this movie that's lasted whether or not you think it's good um Ro- roger cumble uh, who's certainly not as good as just friends masterpiece or cruel intentions but certainly probably better than furry vengeance starring potential oscar winner brendan <laughs> fraser um and then like the whole, and then Shrek, and then Shrek and Charlie's Angels Shrek, are like Angels. huge, huge like franchise things like Shrek, yeah. and like people don't. And I know this has gotten play on on many a podcast, so we don't need to belabor it. But like, I don't think people fully understand that like Shrek took everything over. Like Shrek, yeah. like changed, changed the world. Like, I mean, we can joke about it, but it like changed an entire genre. Like animation. Yeah. I mean, never... I th- and I think most people would argue, and I know we make jokes about for it for the worst. Yes, maybe because I think it it gave sure. way to a a way of doing things in a way. Well, certainly, like voice actors, the profession has never properly recovered from the right. fact sure. that, like you yeah. know so many celebrities voice these roles, and it doesn't. But really even like the sense. nature of the way those movies, but the are glib, the glibness, and, and yeah, 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 and all exactly. the like all the very specific like age like milk like immediately like pop culture references sure. and oh, Shrek yeah. like it's you watch that movie now it's crazy like how many references are just like like if you show that movie to a kid now 
the event. I'm curious how many yeah. like, like even they're stick. picking up on. Yeah, though. sure. Yeah. Well, and, it's, and what's so interesting is I've always been a pretty big defender slash lover of the Puss in Boots spinoff movies. Like I've the always, new like, the new one is well, I always like. So I look, I always liked the first one too, and I and I know the first one had more of the Shrek like references. But what I always appreciated about the first one was that it was less, right? Like mm. Puss in Boots felt like this pivot of like, let's just kind of like toss one down the middle a little bit more. And then the new one is like, well, it also helps that it's like, yeah, yeah, go ahead. It, well, I'll just say it helps that the new one, like it, it feels like years later. feels yeah. like a wonderful contribution to the field of animation, right? Like mm-hmm. it feels like. Those oh, action like, sequences and, are and, like and just well, it's got the way, it's got it's got the this like G, it's got this like it's got this like faux ghibli like esque yeah the animation's way different well, but you, I just mean like no it's but you got can this, tell like, it's handmade thing it's very like on. it feels very like Spider Verse that's what like, yes, I was gonna say yeah. Spider Verse yeah. is better yeah right where they're where they're layering in these like other textures and and stuff that that at least makes like. Whereas if you watch particularly the first Shrek, you're like, what is happening? Like, it looks like glue. It's like, <laughs> it's very, uh, it's and like, look, not it's to, like, like, look, I'm sure people worked hard on it or whatever, oh my God. but <laughs> but especially, but especially in the world of DreamWorks animation, you compare that to like the, the like painstaking work that's done on like Prince of Egypt or something like that. It's not even, you know, not even close. Well, but you know, you know, from, from Shrek, you get like robots, Right. right, you sure. get like sure. over the hedge, which yeah, is kind you of get a good the movie, blue actually. sky. You get it pivots into the, blue, all the whole age, blue sky thing, right? Yeah, you get sure. you know Shark Tale, which is also DreamWorks, where it's like Will Smith is a fish, you know, and it's like right. you know Angelina Jolie is a sultry fish. fish. It's like okay, <laughs> you know, like, but so anyway, so Cameron Diaz, and then so the other thing is. Not unlike Michelle Pfeiffer, starts out as a model. She's on the cover of Seventeen magazine. I think when she's seventeen in nineteen ninety, right? So she's like early on. She's a California kid, right? Comes up in it, model early on, and then by ninety four, she after many, many, many auditions, books the very coveted role of Tina Carlisle in The Mask, right? Which what would be the first of three huge blockbuster hits by one Jim Carrey in the year 1994, the most successful year any movie stars ever had in one year, right? Like him, him in 94, Tom Cruise in 96, you know, we can debate it, but like three hit movies within basically seven months. And I, unless I'm mistaken, I'm quite certain the mask was the first one. And you have like, and you're going to laugh at me, listener slash Mitchell and Connor, (laughs) but Cameron Diaz's intro in that film is like, I know you're going to laugh at me, but I'm just going to say it. It is like a 90s Marlena Dietrich in Morocco thing. Like she, because you know, you know that movie Morocco? Yes. Right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you know how Marlena uh-huh. Dietrich, right? She comes out onto the stage and I'm pretty sure it is Morocco, right? Am I, am I wrong? Well, no, it's Mar- Marlena Dietrich is in Morocco, but I don't, but I don't I, keep, I, keep, I, keep following I'll, the thought I'll, through. I'll, and I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll spot check myself, but I'm quite, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's that film or another, um, Von Sternberg film where she comes out onto the stage and gives this like incredibly, like captivating central performance right mm. and that's she became a star right it's like in in 
90 seconds. It was like, oh, here's a movie star. Here we go. This is a movie star. And I would argue you can like laugh at it being the mask. That's true. Like, no, I think that's fair. I think, I think the, not her voice, not even, not even, you know, not even, I'm not even, cause I get your comp and it makes sense. I think it's like, there's an ickiness to the mask. Like there's like a nineties Hollywood ickiness to the mask that I think, rubs me the wrong way on a well he's like an incel now which feels and and there is like an undeniable but but to your point there is an undeniable like when you watch that movie you're like yeah i don't know like she does look like one of the most beautiful women i've ever seen like it's it is it it is it's effective it's effective it's effective and she has she has like immediate like presence too which is a huge thing especially for a first time actor the fact that she comes and she feels like she belongs there stunning like makes makes it make sense that like this is the the awakening of a movie star and look i think we're all vaguely the same age uh mitchell i believe you're you're a bit younger but but, yeah i'm 32 i think i'm like a year or two but yeah i'm 87 so actually i'm wrong (laughs) but but i'm 34 for a father dude a father to talking to two non-fathers is like <laughs> it's like a, there's like a 10 year like minimum i was 10 i, was I, I, was, I live alone i live alone in an apartment so. i always read old i always read old before i had kids and then i had kids and it was like oh man he's you're you're a guy you? who was born a dad basically said, well and then i became a dad it's like are you 55 58 um i was on a set literally i have a seven-year-old son called me grandpa it was like God. It was like I was on a set. I was on a. I was producing a shoot literally less than two weeks ago, and my buddy, who he's a, my my client, but he's a friend. We worked a lot together. He was like, we were just having a normal you know conversation. He's like, he's like, how? He's like, how old are you? Forty? And I was like, yeah, yeah. Basically, You're like sure, man. Yeah, fucking sure. basically, yeah. One forty, forty-five. Anyway, so for me, the mask was like a huge thing when i was young i like, mean i think are we we're all in a, this, that was the introduction for the three of us right oh had to be I had right? yeah definitely right. definitely i mean all like, three of those jim carrey like vhs's were on repeat in my house exactly but see for exactly. me yes yeah. yes yes kind of for me though i think my parents really didn't like dumb and dumber ace ventura i think they thought and it's funny to but say they this, liked the map I know, like, I know. interesting <laughs> but i don't think they knew right i think they sure. just kind of whatever the wrappings were of the mask because the mask has the gangster movie thing like well he's those, green. that he's trilogy green. Cool. that trilogy of jim carrey movies was a gift to any child that wanted to be obnoxious to their parents like for yes. sure you know yeah. like but so the mask was the one we owned and the mask was the one that i watched constantly and it's like look cameron diaz like i was probably too young to even really understand what it was what it was but like that that was like she must have been the first, like, female star I was ever like, oh, the, uh, okay, I don't even know what's <laughs> happening, but yeah, I'm going mean, to watch her something. forever. To, yeah. to keep, like to keep yeah. the thread going, not, I mean, not dissimilar to a Michelle Pfeiffer in, in Batman, Batman Returns. Batman Returns. Yeah. Yeah. Only two years before. Yeah. 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 So, so point being, they're, weirdly, they're like rises to stardom right and you know you would say scarface in 83 for pfeiffer right right are similar where it's like they're in these movies that perhaps and probably not even perhaps but quite definitively were misogynistic and their roles kind of were club girl roles literally in yeah, both sure, films. Sure. but they were so stunning and captivating that it almost didn't matter right and they like pushed they kind of through. elevated above it yeah 
And similarly, the next few years, they like did weird shit. Right. Yeah. And like the Last Supper, which we'll talk about, is two years after the mass. That's right? like it's the like, one thing I would, you know. Which I didn't really realize with Cam- with Cameron Diaz. She kind of like early made, made the, a lot of weird yeah, ones. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And, and I, then, and then that like and that then, 90s period is so fascinating for her because when we were talking about it, like I thought that I knew like Cameron Diaz like movies, yeah. but like the ones that come to mind for me are basically like the 2000s, right? Yeah, right. And then like this, something about Mary in the Mask. And I even, didn't realize the, how many of these weird little like and even, she had in the 90s. And even in, in even any given Sunday, which is 99, which mm-hmm. is kind of the end. It's a crazy movie, and like her performance, she's great. I think. Yeah, I would like rewatched it a couple days she's ago. So yeah, yeah, she's great. she's great. She, yeah, that's a great performance. It's, it's, and this is the same it's year as John Malkovich too, which is also like, it's, it's also incredible performance. Yeah. So yeah. Good. it's yeah. no she's small great. feat oh, yeah. to yeah. to like. I was thinking this rewatching any given Sunday, like as a relatively young performer to be forced to like play scenes against against a, against a Pacino who's trying like do you know what I mean? yeah it's like, and supposed it's not, to be too it, like you she's required to be like the commanding right like, like she's like, the dom she, in that situation right, exactly. to be talking down and to, to, do it, to be, yeah. and to do yeah. it effectively in some of those scenes where like he clearly is like diminished by the end of some of those scenes is like yeah. very impressive to watch like it, and meanwhile, you also had, so. I, and I always forget, Anne Margaret and her like light. Oh late my God. She's so good. Yeah. Like her like weird late career, let me crush a few roles before <laughs> I retire mm-hmm. thing. She like, she's in two like wonderful scenes, right? Yeah. She's in that scene with Pacino where she's like, Tony, I've hated you for four right. years. Like, yeah, well, she's you like, ruined you ruined, you ruined my, my life. Whole yeah. life. Oh, I will never forgive you. You're better now, but I hope yeah. you burn in hell. It's like incredible scene. And then the great scene, like with Diaz, which is probably overwritten, uh, but who fucking cares? Where they like <laughs> have a moment of reprieve. I would argue mother daughter. Someone might laugh at me for this. I would argue any given Sunday is the best movie about America that Oliver Stone has ever made. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I, I wrote that, that in my letterbox. I think. Oh, did you really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wrote I wrote that in my letter. Like that movie um, is a stunning film. Like it's yeah. kind of nuts actually yeah. to rewatch it. Like you know, Born on the Fourth of July comes to mind. Platoon comes to mind. Obviously, like more direct examples of like war in America. But the football thing, and especially now, well, especially because how much it really brings to the fore how much the sport of football encapsulate yeah encapsulates so much of like the american ethos well and even to the point where like scenes i have always thought of in that film and then to rewatch, i was like it's always nice to be reminded right i feel like we've talked about this there's always like i think a little fear which like i always liked any given sunday but then i had this fear of like was i just kind of a young wreck (laughs) douchebag which is like probably true also (laughs) but 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 you go like oh did the movie reflect like but maybe you like it for different reasons now than you did when you were 20 but i don't even know because you're viewing a different person and maybe for a different reason yeah 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 sure which yeah that's i feel like a a brutal dig on me but i take it no but no 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 yeah no 100 but my point is any given sunday you guys are saying this it it has all it, it it survives and i think like the scene i always thought of and it was so nice to watch it again and and it still be great is lawrence taylor in the sauna with jamie fox yeah and you know i, I, I don't know how much you guys know about lawrence taylor but like you know a real hall of famer living legend football player in that film talking to willie beam in the quarterback jamie fox and being like yo like this is going to end and you're going to want to like 
like live the rest of your life well like don't get caught up in this shit and like mm. being very like because like lawrence taylor the person he was a he was Willie Beeman, right? Like he got caught up in it. And like he, you know, you try to buy back that time, you know, with the money you already spent. Right. And I think like that, and these are all young men, you know, even if you play to 35, which no football player does, you're 35. I mean, you're all right. You know, like you, you have, you know, God willing, you know, 40, 50 years left. Right. So it's like, that scene is incredible, but Diaz is like a stunner to me in that movie. And it really caps off. There's a lot of misses, right? Like we talked about feeling Minnesota in Keanu. That's like a truly abysmal film, right? There's like, we're going to talk about a couple of really bad films um, as well. Well, what, like so the, la the Last Supper. Okay. Yeah, well, we can just get into it. So it's <laughs> her, se it's her would... second film credit. It's second her second film, film credit. Yeah. It's directed by um, Stacy Title. Stacy Title, who sadly has passed. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who married to the ostensible lead of the film? What's his name? Jonathan uh, Penner. Jonathan Penner of Survivor fame. fame. My boy. Right. Stacy Title also directed The Bye Bye Man, uh, which came out only a few years ago. Yeah, she sadly passed away, I believe, in 2020. Um, yeah, Jonathan Penner, who's like a survivor. survivor he like, was on like three seasons yeah, of Survivor. He's like a, yeah, a he's a well known. Big, big survivor name. I didn't know going into this. I didn't know that he was in it. So oh, when I was watching the opening credits, that was like a huge moment for me. I was literally texting friends like, yeah. yo, I'm watching a fucking Jonathan Penner movie right now. Yeah. He's a bad, a bad actor. Very, uh, very bad actor. <laughs> that's okay. And look, I'm he, not a good actor it, he either. Does, so. He does. Good come, survivor player. He does bad come actor. off. He does come off as the exact kind of person that yes. is, is handsome enough where someone was like, you should try. He, like, you watching should, this whole movie, I was like, this dude wants to be Ethan Hawke so exactly. bad. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I guess that's, like, that, that's kind of, yes. Well, that, it was, that was the moment. That's better that said. was the moment. Yeah. So, okay, so real quick, The Last Supper is um, a sardonic movie <laughs> uh, set in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, listener, listen up. We are at NPR. It's, it's your boy Dan Mecca telling you about the Last Supper at the local coffeehouse theater. Premise is uh, six, five, six, five, five, five. five crazy liberals who are all <laughs> fucking grad students are like, <laughs> what if we? Well, anyway, so, so for real, what happens is Ron Eldred brings home uh, a racist, right? Uh, yeah. Bill Paxton. Like yeah. just a very terrible person. racist, very just like, very like racist. the like, just you know, like not uh, even like the casual like racist. The guy who starts a conversation saying, "I think Hitler had no." A that's point. what I'm saying. Not even like a casual <laughs> yeah. racist uncle vibe. He's a yeah. He's a yeah. trucker. He's a trucker yeah. whose truck broke down, right? Yeah. And elder. Well, elder elders broke down. And oh, sorry. Paxton picked him up. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So 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 yes. So Paxton does a kindness to Eldred. They invite him in for Sunday dinner. Um, they're all very kind of progressive-minded grad students living in a very liberal part of the world, what have you. Isn't they this a this... thing they've done already, though? That's what they're... I was about to say. No. They say, no, they no, say, they that say they, they have a bring, habit of... They have a person bring a guest over oh, every yeah, yeah, Sunday but not, and this for is a conversation. Not what happens. Oh, but yes. they kill them. Yes, yes, yeah, they have a guest come over okay. every week for conversations. Oh, right. The things that grad students in California do. You know, yeah, naturally. One of yeah. you bring a guest over for one night. We never talk to them naturally. again. Yeah. And so they're all roommates. Yes, they have. So, Mitchell, so Elder, that, face, that face was the, just you going like, what? what? So they, so they, um, 
they engage in a discourse with this guy who's like a very hateful person and and this bill paxton ends up threatening um uh threatening jonathan penner with a knife right and it becomes it gets out of hand very quickly you also in the room you have courtney b vance cameron diaz annabeth gish he also breaks Penner ron and elder yeah he breaks ron elder he breaks arm. ron elder's so arm yeah. he threatens which we'll talk to, about there's issues with this. yeah yeah the cast <laughs> that never ends he threatens to, to slice uh penner's throat it it briefly um it it briefly subsides and then jonathan penner stabs bill paxton in the back and he dies okay they with through the leadership of courtney b vance they basically decide he deserved to die anyway in a way it was self-defense even though technically it wasn't let's bury him in the back with our in our garden where we were planting many things and um and whatever that'll be it and then they just kind of what their willingness to do it leads to them doing it I, I don't know, weekly, monthly. They see, yeah, they see like a mean guy in a coffee shop and are like, you know what that thing we did the other night? Let's just fucking do that every week. So, okay, I will say this. This is very 90s. Um, it's provocative. It's really low budget. Um, it's kind of choppily made. You know, you could probably forgive that on some of the resources they had, whatever. You know, the vibe is very like, when people stop being fake and start getting real, like it has like very <laughs> yes. much yeah, yeah. Yeah. that whole thing. Um, that it, was the, that was part of, you know, real world Seattle was what, 94, right? It's like yeah. all happening. It's very like post Heathers meets like reality sure. bites yes. or like shallow grave or something so like that. Well, right. It's like a worse shallow grave. Yeah. Yeah. It's significantly worse than shallow grave. No, I'm just, <laughs> yeah. I'm just yeah. 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 It's just, yeah. 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 Yes. No, no, but yes, yes. Similarly, <laughs> yes. They, so they they basically just invite people who disagree with them on stuff who are mostly bigots, right? And they they give them the opportunity to repent. A lot kind, kind of, right? They <laughs> don't, right? And that's perhaps the flaw of the whole film is that like they never start from a place of like earn of uh, earnestness. Yeah, it's a they're making a their whole thing is done in bad faith, right? It's yeah. not like yeah. they're actually trying to change people's minds. And granted, I think that is partially the point the of movie the kind film. Of knows that, yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. Cameron Diaz specifically is one of the is one of the voices later on in the movie that is like, how do we like how long? Well, she's the Lady Macbeth, right? Like right. her whole yes. role is like yeah, yeah. the first time or two. She's like fucking, you know, like with the, with the <laughs> with the, you have Charles Durning coming in as this like incredibly homophobic, you know, uh, priest, pre- priest, pastor, pastor whatever, yeah, it is. something, yeah. yeah. And like within 30 seconds, Cameron Diaz is like, can we poison this guy? Like, you know, like <laughs> yeah. because he, she doesn't even want to give him the chance. Right. And Annabeth Gish is the one who's like, why are we even doing this? Like in the beginning, she's very much like, you know, this isn't right. I'm going to go along with this. But she's she's dating Penner. Cameron Diaz, I guess, is dating Elder. That's kind of a weird I don't think so. I oh, think, I didn't no. pick up on that. Yeah. I think no. the only I guess I'm wrong. I could be wrong. Yeah, I, I do wrong. they all the, the question I have, do all five of them live in that house? I think yeah. so. it seems like yeah, I right? Believe so. Which yeah, is I believe that's so. confusing to me because it yeah. doesn't seem like a big enough house for five people. It's yeah, fucking Gen four, X, man. Four, I four, four, guess four bedrooms though. I mean, I don't know. You need to do four bedrooms. Yeah, I guess. It just I don't know. As so I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I I live alone. Yeah, I I think so I think I know, like I, 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 I live in an apartment with me plus three, four people. So, yeah, um, I don't know. But, um, 
was I going to say? It's provocative. There are moments of interesting, they're like interesting ideas. I think I like the idea. Like one of the larger ideas is like, is application, right? Which is, I think I, I like, look, as, as a very progressive person myself, I think we all are. I think an easy and accurate criticism of a lot of liberal thinking and policymaking is it can be lofty and, 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 and overly there, the, the, the practical application of a lot of what people like us want to see enacted once on the, once put on the ground, it, it, it often dies quickly. Right. And I think a criticism of the whole liberal thing is like, theory before practice right and i think this movie in its best moments is mining some interesting commentary on that where you have these five liberal people who are doing something right and that's their whole point they're basically like we talk 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 let's do something right but but they are basically you know there's an idea of like they're stooping down to some level. Is it a, is it a, well, is it a also, conservative level? It's like it's a there's hateful a reason. Level. There's a reason the movie starts with and like with ideating on like Hitler, right? Because mm -hmm. like that's what the yeah. movie turns into. Is they're kind they, of just like yeah, oh, murder is totally acceptable if it's the right group yeah. of people. They're right? constantly like, asking about the yeah, time. Yeah. Go back in time. Would you kill Hitler? Like would you kill Hitler? Right? Yeah. Kind of thing. And it's like yeah. And so, we all and would. so the point. So the point <laughs> is. Yeah, so so that that like high level idea I do think is good. And and in a way I, I, I like that the movie exists, though I think it's just a sophomore. I think the problem with the movie is like it's not a it shouldn't be a 90 minute movie. It feels like an idea more than it is. Well, movie. it just feels like it, it could feels be like a, a short story. It could be a, yeah. it, it's a yeah. short story. It could, it could be, be like a, a Twilight Zone episode. Sure. A great, yes. a great yeah, yeah, Twilight yeah. Zone episode. And I think like the longer Twilight Zone episodes. The problem is they're too long. Yeah. You're given mm -hmm. too much time to be like, I hate these people, which right. is, I know the point of the movie. I get it. Yeah. But when, when you're introduced to them and you're meant to at least understand them and then there seems like there's no second act, right? Like mm. there's no, and I'm not, I'm not even saying like Sid Field's fucking screenplay, whatever. I'm literally <laughs> saying like, just as a, as a storytelling thing, like there, there doesn't seem to be a turn, right? It's like, we're just watching this progression. I feel like they want the cop to be that, right? Like, exactly. Yeah. And it doesn't yeah, you really have fucking Nora Dunn it, as yes. this like woefully, woefully written cop yeah you know the, the dumbest cop who's ever cop. Yeah. yeah i don't you know it's like and so you just yeah there's yeah so courtney b vance ultimately we don't need to spoil it whatever courtney b vance ultimately kind of becomes the pivot center of the film and i think he's fine i think it's insane that like basically the same year he's in the preacher's wife which is like it's just so funny because very different films but also in in a weird way like also a movie about like doing and not doing things in action and inaction. And it's like very funny that he made I, both I think those it, films the problem with close to each the other. problem with his and it's not just his performance, but like part of the reason his performance sticks out is because I feel like everyone's operating at like a different level of, of like yeah. satire kind of. And so some of them are playing it like a little more straight 
Whereas like, like to me, Vance to is me, a little more to turn, me the women, to the women, the women are great. Yeah, I would like, say I, think, I would say Vance, Gish, and Diaz are all in the same movie. Well, I, yeah, I was I was not going to give Vance that credit, but I was going to say Diaz and Gish. I think are like I can roll with them. Like them, them swapping emotional. Right. They, there's a there's a role reversal there. Yeah, exactly. I like that, and I think Annabeth. We were talking about this before. We recorded Annabeth Gish is one of those actresses. She's obviously Hollywood royalty, uh, you know, Lillian Gish, whatever. Um, we just talked about <laughs> Lillian Gish, right? <laughs> in uh, the Pfeiffer yeah. movie. Yeah, Sweet, Sweet Liberty. Liberty. Um, her, her grandmother, um, I believe. I, I'm not like sure. Grand, grand aunt or something. Um, but anyway, Annabeth Gish, who has been great, right? Mystic Pizza comes to mind. Other films like that. Uh, she kind of... Steel, of course. Steel. Steel. She kind of never um, really extended past the ingenue phase right she like always worked right i'm not saying she didn't work but it's a it's a bummer we didn't get like you know an annabeth gish double she's in double jeopardy but like her being the <laughs> sure. lead of double right. jeopardy <laughs> yeah you know she's yeah. in double jeopardy but she's good but, um, i mean she's she's really good i said it to you guys that yeah. the fx show the bridge that was like right a right you said remake that, yeah. of like a scandy crime you know series or whatever pretty good series but she's she's really good at it yeah so she feels like somebody be... who is a, like a character actor like on tv well, that, now yeah, well, now she's in all yeah. of the she's in all of the uh mike flanagan stuff now um right so oh right she's in that she's haunted, she's in hell called? house for sure and i'm Hel- pretty sure she's no in... no but she's in the what's that movie that just came out oh she yeah she was in midnight mass is that what you're thinking of midnight yeah, mass. she was in midnight, midnight mass. mass yeah mike flanagan, yeah you. she's like in his like stable of actors oh, now. you know stable yeah. of actors yeah. so that's great so so you know what great and so diaz i think you know we kind of talked about this with pfeiffer with sweet liberty actually um diaz you feel her figuring it out right like as an actress right if 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 in the mask she's a pretty face right you know a buxom blonde as it were and that's kind of all she is though her charm kind of pushes past that fine here she's playing a lot of emotions. She has some of the better lines, some of the bitier lines. Um, you know, we should say the kind of Pat Buchanan, Rush Limbaugh-esque villain of the piece is Ron Perlman. And that's the best scene of the movie. Well, because that's the one I that think. actually gets to like, you know, nuance. It, a right. Bit, but also like, like it yeah, takes it gets to turn the subtext into te- whatever subtext but, there is. It gets to turn so it into that, text. Right? And that's what yeah. kills me. It's like that's if that's a. If that's a short piece and that's how you end, that's great. Sure. Like, I do like it as its own device, right? Like, you know, but I just think at 90 minutes, you, it, this, it's so yeah, much steam I like is the lost. Start, I like the Paxton stuff. I like that a lot. And I like the Perlman stuff. And then everything in the middle. Just well, and it, it does also, really it feels like it's 100%. there. Because it is the, the middle becomes a vehicle also for them to populate the movie with like a who's who of like 90s faces. Right. Jason Alexander, Mark, Mark Harmon. Harmon. Um, oh, God. Harmon, you know, yeah. uh, and it's and, and it, <laughs> that poor. And then there's like also just and this oh, is the, the young girl. This. There's yeah. just like also tasteless moments where like there's a young girl and that's where Cameron Diaz turns, which actually I like do, the movie acknowledges her, that it's her tasteless. Performance, it's, her yeah. performance yeah. is good in that scene. But basically this yeah. like young this young like high school girl is basically yeah. berated for her sexual inexperience by Courtney Vance to which Cameron Diaz is like, what are we doing? Yeah. You're like, Thank God somebody said yeah. it in this yeah, movie. Yeah, like, yeah. 
And um, so that, yeah, that's not a great moment though. Diaz is, is that definitely kind of holds it together. And, um, but so it's interesting because this, like you said, her set kind of her second credit, she's building her palette, you know? And I think that's always interesting to watch when we do these episodes and then you're going to have, um, you know, from this, like we mentioned before, a very kind of weird run, you know, in the next basically five years where you're going to have stuff like, right she's the one where she's kind of the other the other other woman in the other woman sorry Kim yeah and, uh, <laughs> exactly uh the ed burns basically remake of his own movie um <laughs> she's the one a movie like once again funny enough a movie i l- watched a five billion. stars from dan mecca I will, so, she's he, so here's my thing with she's the one i'll i'll hear every criticism of it a hundred percent and you know we we love my we love ed burns on this show as we as we said but I'm a big believer, if you look at my letterbox, like, if the movie meant a lot to me and, like, informed a direction I went, I can't not give it five stars. Sure. Like, and, I, it. and I would you argue know, that, you know, there are, you know, w- that's for whatever problems there are in She's the One, uh, Cameron Diaz is not one of them. I think she is, like... So, she, so she's, like... She is not she's one She's <laughs> Eddie... She's Ed Burns' ex. Ex-fiance. This is not one of her B-sides, yeah. but she's Ed Burns' ex, <laughs> who is now a sex worker. And, uh, well, always was. And Well, yeah, yeah. but, but yeah. like, he takes every opportunity yeah. in a very, like, you know, 90s sitcom way to, like, just ridicule her about being a sex worker. We're like, bro, you knew this. Yeah. Like, Come on, Cammy. What? What's your problem? You're a sex worker. It's like, all right, Eddie. Jesus Christ. Ed? Is that here? Uh, Ed's on. Ed, enjoy the Zoom, Ed? please. Um, but yeah, that's so that's probably her the most high profile indie of all of these, right? You have uh, Feeling Minnesota, I mentioned, Head Above Water, Her and Keitel, Billy Zane, and Craig Sheffer. Uh, keys to Tulsa with her and uh, Eric Stoltz. And then my best friend's wedding around the same time is a life less ordinary. And that's kind of when she's like in studio pictures, mm-hmm. best friend's wedding. She's great in, I yeah. think, I think she is great in that great movie. I think that's a great, like PJ Hogan follow up to Muriel's wedding. The closest you're going to get to a friggin' Preston Sturgis, like slapstick thing in the nineties, and I mean that as a big compliment. I think it really works. I think I love that Julia Roberts is so mean. Um, Diaz is so nice. I would argue. And I would it, argue that that character has become more common yeah. now. But the nice twist of that movie is the minute you meet Diaz, you're like, oh, this oh, she's gonna be bad. She's gonna be and trouble. Then she's not. Yeah, and she's yeah. not. Which I think, I think is that a nice... movie at least does not effectively communicate the power of a not nice Julia Roberts. I feel like it still gets caught up in the trappings of like smoothing over those edges where I feel like if that movie, had, especially with like kind of the end and where it ends yeah, up, like it, exactly. it, 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 it chickens, rings a little bit it, it chickens, sour for me it because I wish it would just bit. commit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I wish it would just commit to and her if, being a monster. I'm not, I don't know the answer. I'm just saying I know that that's the But problem. she does try to end the wedding though. No, 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 no. But right. the very end still kind of smooths over this like this like well but she's gonna be okay and everybody it's like she gets it, like forgiven yeah. for doing yes. this and it's like it, if yeah. somebody did the things that she does in this yeah. movie like sure, people sure. would not forgive I her agree. Sure, I agree sure. the movie holds up because I think when you lean into the fact that Julia Roberts while the protagonist is by no means the hero of the film 
it certainly yeah. plays better and it is interesting to see julia roberts effectively play a mean person but i think the movie almost doesn't yeah. know that like but it doesn't well, want to like fully, fully, fully commit fully and i think commit to it in a way that if I it was yes. like a, if it was like a noah bombback movie it would be well, way right <laughs> okay but i see this is the thing i don't want it to be margot's wedding no i don't want like, it to be right. that no, i don't no, want no. it to be that just something that has a little bit more of like a bite but, to it Here's, here it kind me. of is the same thing for me with like there's one of my big issues with there's something about Mary is that Ben Stiller and Cameron Diaz end up together at right. the end. Which yeah. like, and there, I, there's no fucking way that, that they movie, should. I was kind of shocked at uh, how well it's yeah, actually. To, well, like yeah, to a degree. Yeah, to to a degree. degree. There's yeah. certain things that definitely haven't, but a lot of the things I thought would age terribly, I kind of was like, oh, this movie is a little I bit more progressive. The for thing like, that aged the worst is Brett <laughs> yes. Favre. Like, yeah. yeah. yes. yes. cool, I, <laughs> I think what people summed, and I'll, I'll, I'll walk softly here, sure. but I, I do think something that the Fairley brothers have done, I think better than people think, is they will have you know these you know um you know capably different actors in their films right and i think you see that and you're you get worried right because of what they might do but i think they have tended to to treat these actors and the characters with a consideration especially when you consider the 90s that wasn't the case at I, all in most it often, cases it often doesn't feel like they are the punch exactly and I, I would argue especially with something sure. about, which I, I always like i know that. i, I think that's like fair that. and they've gotten like they've literally won a, a well, won the one it, the one so. the, and the one fairly brother is making a movie right the woody now harrelson movie. with yeah, woody yeah. harrelson I, which to watch the trailer i'm like you know what like they'll probably handle that yeah really i well, would say actually, that's proof know. in the pudding that their heart has always been in the right place that said i do distinctly remember when there's something about mary came out Half of the jokes people I knew would make were at the expense of the Warren character, that's, that's which is the not, thing, yeah. which look is not their fault. It's, it's not fairly their fault. Yeah, fault. Like, yeah. No, 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 I'm, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. It's just one of those things that like. I don't think they're aware enough of like maybe how some of that comes across once it gets out sure. into the world, which again, they, well, they even, have no even, control over sure. like, to a degree. And even like Shallow, Shallow Hell gets a lot of hate now and I totally get it. So I'm not really trying to defend it, but even the, the heart in the right place thing, right. Is like very much. And I'm, this isn't really, this doesn't absolve them, but I'm saying like, even in that film, which is probably their most like egregious, yeah, sure. you know, they're making just, every fat joke you can make in that film which is well you know, at the same time the trying to tell you that it's not okay but like getting you well, to I laugh think, at yeah. it, yeah. i think i think what they think and i think it, it was basically a hit movie which but <laughs> i think in their mind the cheat code is that because it's gwyneth paltrow right it's like well right but that's also it's okay. that's all secretly also that's why it's terrible. But right, that's, yeah. the, that's the problem. Yeah. That makes it it's actually the ending of something about Mary though to your point Mitchell is like that it it's it is weird because rewatching it I was sort of stunned the entire time of like oh this is like moving kind of well and then like it literally not only does it not stick the landing it almost deliberately throws it is it what goes it feels against like. the like, entire point of what he, he just he, said right it's such ago. a studio yeah, yeah. it had to be a studio absolutely because yeah. he literally like does the thing and you're like I like kind of forgot about it actually and I was like 
Well, yeah, because he says he's like, I'm the villain. Right. He's like, I, I don't deserve yeah. you. You deserve a good person. Like, whatever. All this, like, none of us deserve a it good life. We're all terrible. Yeah. Bye bye. Right. And it's like, if, it, if the movie had just committed to that, like, it. Great. Yeah. Perfect, like, amazing. Yeah. Impressive that they Ex- would be smart exactly. enough to do It's that. very, it's kind of a weird. <laughs> what? I what yeah. I was gonna what I was gonna say, and we we don't need to go back, but the the thing about um, my best friend's wedding that I not really defense, but just kind of, I think the re- reason it, it still works is, unlike there's something about Mary that last scene with Rupert Everett, I think is like a an amazing scene, like when he comes in sure. and they dance, and he's very charming. He's like, we may not have sex, we may not have love, but you know, by God, we'll have dancing. That's like a scene I think about. I love that scene. I think he's so charming. I, I like that. Yeah. Like he should have been. I think that's like a situation. Like you should nominate a performance like that. Like Rupert Everett. Your in Preston that movie, Sturges I think. comparison, yeah. I think, is a good one. I think. It, it, in terms of like if yeah if that's a Preston Sturges, Sturgis movie it's Barbara Stanwyck and it's like George Sanders in those roles yeah, right yeah, or whatever yeah. oh god and, George, and, yeah that's you know great, what I mean like yeah. and it's and it all works yeah. and it's great the difference is I think Barbara Stanwyck was gifted the grace to commit maybe to more biting roles than Julia Roberts at least in that part of her career god, was ever kind of given the latitude Rupert to do Everett and George Sanders. That That's another. That would have been a. Uh, this, that, the that, sass. That, that Sanders, that like, Sanders killed himself. He just had to. He just held on for like three more uh. decades. <laughs> but but anyway, so so she so obviously something about Mary is her like coming out party, biggest comedy. You know what biggest rated R comedy ever at the time right like just like stunning iconic moment with the hair of course still to this day you know the bravery of her doing that scene all those things same year she's in very bad things which is certainly a film that they made that they made i don't it. know if we'd consider uh, that's watched, like not a b-side though right i, I think it's a b-side it? i think it's a b-side i yeah. just to me it felt it's, ever um, present on like vhs trailers and shit she's so, like, not in a lot of it yeah. she's christian slater's Right, she's Christian Slater's like to be like betrothed. I believe so. Right, very bad things. Uh, uh, Pete Berg movie, his first film, I believe. It's about uh, a bunch of dudes who go to Vegas and they kill a hooker, and that is what that movie's <laughs> about. Christian Slater, Daniel Stern. Um, I saw it was on Comedy Central all the time. I saw it many but times. But that pipeline does get her to 99, which like we talked about, is like a banner. I don't know if she has a better quality wise. I don't know if she has a better yeah, being year John Malkovich in, any in her Sunday. career, right? That's two of her, two of her, without question. Yeah, two top, that's a top, best performance. That's, yeah, that's a top two performance. Yeah, Lottie, performances yeah Lottie and John Malkovich, great. Like, and like you said, Mitchell, like, like, could there be two spectral further, mm. like on the spectrum, yeah. like, like performances, like that right? is the stretch of her showing like how and, dynamic she is and like what the range is for her. And similarly, with because I literally watched being rewatched being being Jog Malkovich yesterday, I forgot that the whole thing is she identifies as trans. Oh yeah, I fucking love that. And I, the minute it came up, I was like, oh no, is this gonna <laughs> be? And it's like so lovely. It's yeah, it's me as like, a trans person. It's like, it's like watching that when I was like a teenager, not picking up on that at all really, because I had no idea like what the concept yeah, of, course. of that even mm-hmm. was. Of course. And still loving the movie. 
and then revisiting it like i had like 10 years later i had the same experience of you where like that comes up and i get like nervous sweating nervous mm. and yeah. the way that it's handled is so gorgeous so beautiful and she's tremendous in it too and like it just feels so validating in a way and i and i think it's even like honest to the moment where like cusack handles it badly like mm-hmm. most people probably would have unfortunately which is not you know but i like that it's in the movie because i think that's honest but then i but the movie is like but that's just the deal right like yeah that, you know and he's a and he's a piece of shit in general well, that's what like, i'm saying he's yeah. the worst person yeah. like he's awful and kidnapper like that specific like, premise of the movie is it enabled to explore that right because of just mm-hmm. the nature of it and like yeah. keener and keener who's like not she's not a great person either in a way but her acceptance of it Mm-hmm. with Lottie and then all of that is is very like lovely really that touching. movie is really good that is like and, uh, that's not a hot take but wow that is a just a cool ass movie <laughs> that, that movie got made and, and did relatively well um so two so 2000 she's in I think it's the HBO movie right things, things you can tell, tell just by looking, looking at her yeah the Rodrigo uh Garcia film who's an underrated uh, I think underrated filmmaker um and then dude fucking Mick G his opus, Charlie's Angels, baby. It was it was the year two thousand. We didn't know L Cool J that air, <laughs> that airplane opening, iconic. That's so good. Um, yeah, I think I'm. I have become a the very. Only, is that the? I guess it's the one of two times she's been in a movie with LL Cool J. Ladies love Cool James. Yeah, what's the other? Any given here? Sunday. Any given Sunday. Oh God, so, you know. Yeah. He's and the running three, back. Three Jamie Foxx movies between right. Any Given yeah, Sunday Annie. Annie and then the, the new one that they're doing. Oh, right. The new one. Right. Yeah. What's yeah, yeah, yeah. Back yeah. in action. Back in action. Which hey, love that title. Hey, back. <laughs> back in action. They know yeah, what Char- they're doing. Charlie's Angels, uh, uh maligned by critics, which of course, um, which is a shame. But kind of since re you know, re um yeah, I rewatched it for the first time in a while when Connor and I did the Drew Barrymore episode with Mariah mm. Gates. I rewatched both of the Charlie's Angels, those two that the yes, Barrymore Lou were in, and surprised. Like it was a movie that I liked when it came out. My mom was obsessed with it, and I really liked it. And thought that I would think that it was like corny or whatever now, but surprised by how much I really, really like took to it. Especially, and I feel like we're all people who do the thing that people do where like you watch a, like a blockbuster from the early oh 2000s mm-hmm. and it just feels like a revolution. Like now yeah, like sure, watching sure. a movie like that, that has personality and like is actually doing things yeah. and has characters. It's like take, and, taking like, some risks like, and like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it also just like takes scenes to be like, Oh, this is what Natalie's about. Yeah. Like, like I, in I an was action watching movie, right? You're the, like, Oh, this is weird. She has like was, a meet yeah. cute with a Luke Wilson. <laughs> Like yeah, we're gonna we're actually give a movie time to do that. Like yeah, it's not gonna like being um, during a heist and they're gonna be like they fly now they fly now. Also, right. <laughs> you're cool. And then it's like you know uh, yeah yeah yeah. I was rewatching uh the the Raimi Spider Man like a right. few months back and it just like I took a I was watching it for Jen Johan's podcast and I took like a watch note with that Jen. was just like it, yeah. watch with Jen. I was uh took a note that was just like what like. Discovering, rediscovering the memory of blockbusters that had scenes, period, yes. just scenes. Yeah. Well, yeah, all, like all of their scenes in the backyard mm-hmm. where like they're taking out the garbage. Yeah. And like her parents are fighting. It's like, does that shit in <laughs> studio films, does, does that ever happen? Doesn't anymore? exist. Doesn't, you like, compare that with uh, No Way Home, which I know a lot of people like, I don't like, but like 
It's, you're in, you're like in, that, sa- you're like in safe company that? here, Mitchell. You're in safe <laughs> company. No, what but is it's that true. Movie? It's nothing. Right. It's, no. And to my point, any of those moments, and there are moments, but it's like they're swinging. They're on the skyscraper. It's, you know, it's like the art of let's stop the movie, but not stop the momentum. Take a breath. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like you can, you can build. I think you have a little, we don't need to go down a huge rabbit hole, but I think you have too much of, what you get a little bit too much of now, or perhaps a lot too much of now, is like this idea. There's always there's this common refrain with writing of like, you know, each scene has to add something, right? Like, oh, you has to add something like to the plot has to add, you know, has to propulse forward. And it's like, I think that is not a bad note, but I think it's been applied badly because you are getting stuff out of those scenes of taking out the trash in the backyard, right? Mm-hmm. Just because you're not learning about Green Goblin or, you know, something else. When Mary Jane falls an hour later, it will mean more to you, mm-hmm. right? Then it, it will mean when Emma Stone falls, when, you know, Zendaya falls, you know, and I think... Yeah, anyway, I just think even with Charlie's Angels and even Charlie's Angels Full Throttle gets more gonzo. And I think I actually prefer Full Throttle, but like it's a very fun movie. It's very fun. You know, it becomes almost like an art pop thing. Um, which I would, John, I always like John August basically said they wanted to do two with one, and the studio wouldn't let them do two in one. And they, so they made one, one was a hit, and then they did it with two, and audiences were like, <laughs> Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, too much. <laughs> you know, too like, much. Yeah. Too much. <laughs> Which is like the Ocean's Twelve problem, right? It's yeah. like we we made the movie we wanted to make, and everybody and was it's like, like, "Yeah, but it's called Full Throttle. What do you yeah. expect? They went Full Throttle. Yeah, they went Full Throttle. Justin Thoreau doing an Irish the, accent. What's they wrong? were telling you. They were telling you. <laughs> but um, so around this time, we should just get to it. Um, <laughs> oh, this okay. Oh um, <laughs> one, she's in Vanilla Sky. She's in Shrek, as we mentioned. Those are two obviously big moments, and also. Mm. And it's weird it came out this late, I have to say. She's in The Invisible Circus. This feels um, like a shelved uh, movie to me. I and maybe yeah, it was. I the because it's fine. Because it's this was like late 90s. Be, yeah, because yeah. I couldn't find it's, anything. It, but yeah. It's 01, right? So I would... It, I have no nothing to back this up. This is pure speculation. Okay, you're... But, but between Charlie's Angels and the first Fast and Furious, right? I would bet you that someone was like... Oh, we could sneak this. Like this could be a thing that. Oh, because of Jordana. Yeah, like not that Jordana was like some hot property or anything, but I just bet you there was a calculation there of like between her and especially Diaz. Obviously, there was a, a level of like, oh, okay, we can maybe dish this out and see if. Yeah, because it doesn't make say, sense that Diaz would be in a part this kind of small, well, so, like overall. Yeah. Or like, so, so Jennifer Egan, this is her first book, and if you know the writer Jennifer Egan, Manhattan Beach is a big a big uh, book a few years ago. Her most recent book is, um, is the candy store. Let me make sure I have that right. The candy house, the candy house. But this is an adaptation of her first novel, the invisible circus, same name. And basically, uh, Jordana Brewster is the lead character. Um, She's a young woman who in 1976, she travels back to Europe to basically search to like learn why or and if you know 
her older sister it did in fact commit suicide, you know, six or so years earlier. Um, so she goes over there and in the process finds, um, and Cameron Diaz is the kind of the, this haunting, haunting over the movie as the older sister who killed herself allegedly. And in the process, she finds um, Chris Eccleston, who is Cameron Diaz's ex-boyfriend. And they basically conjoin and go back to Portugal to the scene of the crime, as it were, and along the way, learn what actually happened. Chris Eccleston knows everything that happened, which is once again, like <laughs> this, this is, this is a good example of like, I've not read the book. Um, speaking of Jen Johans, she actually said she really likes the book. Cause I mentioned I was watching this movie. Totally believe it. Jennifer Egan. I've read Manhattan beach. Great writer. This would to hundred percent work as an internally resolved book, right? Yeah. Where it's like, you, you know, Jordana Brewster's character, right? Having having her journey, you can sh- pick and choose when Wolf, who's the Chris Eccleston character, is dispensing with information. In a film, it's it's just a stunted film. Yeah. Like, not unlike The Last Supper. It's like finding reasons to-, to keep moving, almost. like it's, In a totally yeah. different way, right? Yeah. Where you're like... But they're both films, and this one's worse. I think far worse than. Oh, way far, worse. Far, yeah, far, I, this far is probably worse. the worst of the four. I would for agree. Me. Oh, Even worse I would agree. It, oh, I think. yeah. Oh, this, definitely. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. This is. I mean, <laughs> this is. I mean, look. And Adam Brooks is a good writer, and he went on to make, I think, one of our best, better romantic comedies. Right? He wrote and directed Definitely Maybe, which I think is a incredibly underrated Ryan Reynolds rom com with uh, Rachel Vice and uh, and Banks. Elizabeth Banks and Isla Fisher. Good movie. So, Kevin Klein, you know, very good in the movie. Kevin Klein. I, he's done great work, so I don't want to like disparage Adam Brooks. This is his directorial debut. It was a Sundance movie. Oh, oh of course oh, is it? it was. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, oh, right, of course right. it was, dude. This oh the, my god, the Sundanceiest like, thing that ever Sundance. Holy mother of know, Jesus! I feel like the reason I knew of this movie and I certain parts of it rewatching it were like sticking out because I I was like, oh, I've definitely seen at least. Oh, a rewatch. That's yeah, sad. Well, I'm sorry that, that just just you. not even a. I wouldn't even classify it as a rewatch. Just more of a like. I've definitely seen a solid collective like 20 minutes of this uh, on right. cable tipping. Oh, sure. And, yeah, I, yeah, and it's because you. of the Sundance channel. You know what I mean? Like that's like, right. I, you know, I was yeah. going to say, or like encore R- or know? IFC like, or what, you know, but like older, a second, but run, older IFC, like cable you know, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, um, when they were just trying to fill, but this is like a fine line. It's a fine line features movie, right? You know, it did the thing that a lot of these movies do it premiered at sundance in january and released like two weeks later in february right yeah it didn't get much of a release you have jordana, jordana brewster as phoebe the lead camilla bell is young phoebe. good casting really good casting the two sure of them. sure yeah agreed um you know diaz isn't in a lot of the movie i think it's a pretty weak performance um I, you know who knows how much of it is on the cutting room floor i think that character faith o'connor is like once again, it's a literary character, right? She's like, she's Rebecca, right? She She's haunting the film. It's like, she should almost not even in be the movie. in the movie. I agree. <laughs> yeah. Like, it should really and be if you really- Jordana Brewster's journey. He, now, here's yeah. an issue. Now, look. We know. Here's the deal. Weirdly, Jordana Brewster, in a different way, in a brunette way, very also very important to me as a young sure. man. I think like the faculty, right? The Fast and the Furious. I'm watching Jordana Bruce. And I'm like, whoa, here's another, here we go. This is stunning, <laughs> incredible. You know, 
alluring presence always has been to this day is i think and i mean this with all due respect she she has trouble holding the center of this film and i think it's a real issue you know and i think eccleson injects he feels like the biggest anchor of the movie if i'm well eccles because he eccleson is a very weird actor right and he sort of looks like a sentient overcoat a little bit kind of right he just kind of <laughs> but he but he's always been he's he reads devious yes right so sure. i think when i which, i took yeah. a note when watching this movie when he first shows up in like flashbacks i just wrote i don't like this dude <laughs> no but and that's the thing yeah when you cast him in these roles it does work yeah like, like it's a shame the movie doesn't work but like for example right i'll give you another example this is around the exact same time the others right right he comes back sure. to yeah. that house and the minute he comes back, you're like, oh, this, oh, oh, I don't know about this guy. Like, he's coming back from the war, like, some, something's rotten in Denmark with this guy. But then, of course, you learn, no, right? Like, yeah. he's dead and knows it, right? And has realized his whole family. Big spoilers. Sorry for the others. Have you seen the others? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, oh good. Okay. All right. I'm I was, good. I, I don't feel bad of you. But so yeah, spoilers for the others. But but the whole point, the the beauty of that, he's it's a one scene role yeah. in that movie. But the beauty of the scene is if it's like, you know, I'm trying to think of another British actor who's like very like kind, right? Mm. Like if it's if it's like somebody who reads softer, it doesn't work as well. Because that first couple minutes, you don't trust him. Right. He does and have he, smarmy, like he does have smarmy cock. He's got sharp features. Yeah, yeah but but I guess yeah. I, I will say I do think he's well cast in this movie because you know Diaz runs away with him because they're gonna like go be anarchists in Europe, right? In the sixties, yeah. right? Yeah, she gets involved with the Red Army and like yeah. yeah, as we do, as we all did. Well, look, have we we we've all joined the Red Army once? Of course, just once. You do it. it. You dabble. Just once. You dabble. You, well, you do it well, once, and then so you see how you like. And, you come is back. The, and maybe this is an old. Maybe this is a getting older thing. I, this is like the huge problem I was having with both characters in the movie. She gets kicked out of the Red Army, which is really <laughs> that's um, no, you should the, really throw the reason the the, the, the reason know, I have a problem with the movie is there I there's not. It doesn't do a very good job of engendering sympathy for either of its two lead characters, I think, which no. is a huge problem because not that I want bad. Well, not for, that I in, want in bad this, in, to in this movie, it is yeah, right, right. right. Like, you know, you unlikable characters are fine in this movie. It's like the whole deal. You're supposed right. to root for these. Yeah. You're supposed yeah. to root for those. And like, care. that's my point. Yeah, it just yeah. fails because like, not that I want bad things to happen to Cameron Diaz in this movie, but there is this energy of like, like she's got, you know, she's got like white girl at Coachella energy kind of that like that, that is like, Oh, well what if I just went and did this? And then, you know, and it, the, in the entire time, she's got got every Natalie Merchant album. And I look, and I love Natalie Merchant. There's a, there's a, a level of, there's a level of, ignorant naivete to it that that had me rolling my eyes and jordana brewster kind of the same thing where it's like she and eccleston kind i guess semi-spoilers whatever she and eccleston like get involved which i don't even want to go there like there's i have so <laughs> many questions about that i have a but, lot of notes about but this. she and eccleston yeah, how old is she well, she's 16 yeah like oh yeah <laughs> so 
Well, she's tw- hang on. So she's yeah. The, the timeline of the movie is another thing I got she's confused about. Like eleven, she's or twelve when, when Diaz and so, Eccleston oh, leave, right? Which is when Eccleston meets her when she's eleven or yes. twelve, and then so she's like, like right four at years 18. later. Yes, so she yeah, and it's, it's like six right years later. So she's eighteen years old. Sure. Oh, okay. He met her when yes, she was eleven. Exactly. It's, no, 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 it's weird. The politics of the whole thing are weird and gross. And, and I icky. was w- watching the movie when she. So I didn't read like what the movie was about. Um, and so watching it when she first goes to uh Paris, right, is when she like finds him originally, and he, like they're you know interacting or whatever. And I'm like, oh, okay. So the movie's now going to be about the two of them like joining forces platonically and going right, after and which like, figuring it does out not, what the truth is. Yeah. And then they get together, and I was like, "Oh, oh no! Why well, would you do movie, this?" Well, and the movie it then... even does a double blind almost because there's a moment where like they have this dancing moment, and she's drunk, and she kisses him, mm-hmm. and he immediately is like, "No, thank you," right? Which is like as he should yeah, have yeah, that. Yeah. One. And then, but it's <laughs> but it's not unlike the ending of something about Mary. It's it almost <laughs> feels like a studio note where someone's like, "No, nah, no," nah, but they gotta have they sex. gotta bone. And they so gotta like a together. minute later. And the thing too is that they go to so then they go to Portugal, which is where Diaz's character yeah. died Committed suicide, to yeah. like figure it out. And but then the movie like completely stops still for like twenty yeah. minutes for just Camilla Bell and Christopher Eccleston just wandering around Portugal in love. And then they're like, "Oh right, we were supposed to be here to figure out what well, happened to Diaz." And, like and why? Right. It's, it's, again, yeah. it's 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 the whole movie feels like it's stalling because Eccleston is stalling, mm-hmm. right? But the, yeah, but he has, he has no. But other than being a little bitch, you just can't. You just, yeah. you can't. You can't do yeah, that. No, it doesn't right? work. Like, you can't. <laughs> it just doesn't work as a movie. And let me just correct myself. This was not Adam Brooks's directorial debut. He had made a couple other uh, films before this, but, but um, yeah. It's just the problem is he's an unreliable character, and we basically learn that from the moment he's introduced. Two characters are spending like half the movie. Like searching for this information that one of them has yes. the entire time, yeah. and it's like, what's and, the, and there's, and no, there's no good reason for them keeping it really. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. and I think the look, the trouble, like it's this is basically a buildings Roman thing, right? Where it's like Jordan and Brewster is just learning to grow up. Yes, right. Which that's fine, you know, as a as a construct. Obviously, it's one of the oldest you know story to- storytelling you know constructs ever, right? In in Western, you know, in any. You know, in, 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 in global uh, storytelling. But yeah, I think the problem is you're hinging so much on this young woman's quest. And it's a, such a, you know, frankly, simple quest in which she immediately meets the person who can give her all the answers. <laughs> and because she's easy, easily manipulated and he's and he is inherently a good, quote unquote, person who has made promises and we learn kind of these different things. That's all fine, but it's like there needs to be something else driving the action. Well, you right? would like think that, mm-hmm. that cannot be. It cannot. You would be think a, that a the reveal is that he murdered thing. Diaz, and that is that's and that it, is why he, he's that's not what the vibe. Feels and that's like, why. Yeah. And, I, and the movie wants you to think that, but part of the reason you naturally think that right. is that at least makes sense, right? It makes sense why he would not <laughs> tell, like why he would. The stall ultimate and, reason is like is really kind of weightless, right. and it's like it's just yeah. it's, it's it's unfortunately just it's a very long ninety minute movie. Yeah. Um, you know, Can I ask is, you guys a question? Mm, Sagittarius, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> What what is the invisible circus exactly? He makes reference to he it references at the beginning it at the beginning and then it never comes up again. I think it's meant to mean like all of the like it's just life. All no, I think it's like 
I think the idea is like all of us roustabouts who are like part of the resistance. Yeah. Like, what does that have to do with anything? Like, like we're the invisible circus. Like we're the show. You don't even know that's happening. Like, I think he brings it up when they're when they're like drop acid. (laughs) Well, when they're hippies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The scene where she drops acid, legit terrifying on a a boat. (laughs) Kind of a good kind of good scene, scene, but legit terrifying. Like. That's like so, this, that's the thing. That so for a moment, I was like, "Oh, is this going to be like Ulysses, where like this he, she's going to be like in her own nightmare scape, wandering through a like, would have been a would have been a better movie for sure. You know what? You know, a great book. Yeah. You know, would be good. I just cool admittedly, you know. it's look, and the movie made good on it because I did not see a single circus. So yeah. that's, they, that's they were not visible. Yeah. An accurate, accurate title. title. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's the um, same year. Not a strong film. Yeah, th- yeah that's the ahead. same year as Shrek, Vanilla Sky. Uh, you know, I-, I would say Vanilla Sky maybe also in her top five best performances, probably. Oh, fantastic. Um, I-, I think, yeah, I-, I think we all agree on that. I, th- I think a lot of people would argue the exact opposite. Uh, no, she's you know, so it's, she's it's a divisive incredible. one. Yeah, making choices. Your body makes a promise whether you do or not. The I swallowed line. your cum, yeah. David. Oh my God, that means, that means something. something. The bravura, which with which she is able to confidently deliver that yeah. line. That line. Let me tell you something. That line has stuck in my head for oh one. When did I watch it? Oh oh two. Right. It's been twenty one yeah. years. It's just. I think of it. I think of it. I don't want to say. I think constantly I, is probably too much. But like every month, every. Every month, I swallowed your cum, <laughs> that's, that's, that's kind of my point. Like, it's a major motion picture yeah. made by a major motion that picture director something. starring the biggest movie star at the time on, yeah, the, the, time. on, the, yeah. on the planet. Made $100 million domestic. And it contains domestic. the line. So they, they shut, shut down, down yes. Times Square. Yes. Hired, and it, they hired 90, they hired 90 <laughs> PAs. Me and Connor worked with, like, fucking 15 yeah. of them. Right? <laughs> they paid New York... You know, was it two million? It's, yeah. it's, you oh know, my the amount is, 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 you know, my, I mean, my honestly, worth every penny because that opening does fucking it's so good. It's, it's amazing. Oh my best. God. My partner watched Vanilla Sky for the first time last How'd year. They ta- and How when they, they told it? me, they really liked it. And when yeah. they told me, their, their Penelope Cruz is like the all time, like top oh, sure. two or three for them on like crushes. Sure. And when they finished it, the first thing they said, hey, I just watched Vanilla Sky. And I just said the cum line to them. <laughs> Gotta do it. They had to do it. It's That's just, it. I Sophia Serrano. Yeah, quickly, the, the the opposite to, there is a line that I had to write down in the Invisible Circus that Ugh. says, beauty is close to God. That's why beautiful things are so dangerous. What does that mean? Must be admittedly, book, right? admittedly, must, Eccleston must does immediately follow that up with like he's like, does that mean God? Like he's almost quiet. He's like, does that mean God is dead? What the yeah. fuck are you talking about? Like, like <laughs> it's like, which like does I will say it's wild. I mean, whatever. It's it's you know Jennifer Egan. It's wild that, and I'm just as I'm saying this, I'm double checking myself. It's wild. This is the only adaptation of her books because she's like. You know, a visit from the Goon Squad, right, is like a is a a very popular book, and mm. Manhattan Beach too. And I wonder why. I guess it's just maybe not as common these days. But it's so crazy that this is the one that got made, and then she has all these other books, and it's like including. I'm curious the, the, to know if the, the other House. ones are less adaptable, like from a. Well, they've definitely been optioned. Yeah. I mean, certainly Manhattan Beach, you know, and Goon Squad have been optioned. It's just I guess they've never got off the ground. 
I've read Goon Squad and Manhattan Beach. I mean, you could adapt mm. them. I, you know, I don't think, you know, it's they're internal books. Yeah, right. Yeah, they're internal books. So I suppose you're always going to fight against that. Like, you know, you have to, you know, externalize most novels and that often presents, you know, the problem itself, right? But I think um, I would just like to see another one. I guess is my point. I mean, she's a very talented writer. And, and well, I, she did write. That this is the she one. did write the sweetest thing, the novel that got adapted <laughs> that's, into the cult. You know what? It's so. It that's yeah. That one's called uh, "Look at Me." No, that um, <laughs> that same year, she does "Gangs in New York," which we talked briefly. Like, is kind of the another comp, another to, kind of controversial. Not controversial, but you know, maligned for. I know. Right? I rewatched it recently. I rewatched it. Okay, every what do you think? Years. Jenny Everdeen. I think it is the perfect example. And we talk about these performances a lot. She gets hindered by the accent. And, yeah, the and the minute, and, but, sure. but, 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 Big but hang on. The scene that she's introduced in is the scene where she's like putting it on the hardest. And I noticed that as the movie goes on, she kind of, it, it fe- I mean, I know it's not shot in chronological order. She puts but it feels- Halle Berry in Storm. <laughs> sure, right. It just feels, you know, this it feels like she, it it feels like she gives Witch. it up and kind of only does like a little bit of sprinkling of like period piece accent on her Cameron mm-hmm. Diaz voice. Yeah, that's kind of true. And I will say it helps the performance. Like she is better in that movie than i think she gets credit for and marty kind of was like don't worry about yeah it. yeah you know, <laughs> i would say the uh, like hey accent's great you don't need to do the, it yeah you know what yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. just like, pull it's, back it's, it's it's great we yeah. love Less, it right and, and, and i do think like she you know it's a tough thing for both her and leo in that movie because they both they both because, re- because I, I they don't have great movie. chemistry yeah, and it's and so, and so whenever it's just them on screen and Daniel Day Lewis is not involved, it's kind of tough because like he's blowing both of them. That's off the problem. The I mean, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. The the movie is like the background, the texture of it, the costume production is. Oh, it's incredible. Like, everything with the gangs and then Day Lewis, like it is like all of yeah. that. Five out of five, yeah. absolute fucking masterpiece. And then you have this love triangle with DiCaprio and Diaz and like the friend Henry and it's Thomas just, yeah. yeah Henry Thomas sorry and it's just no, not no. it's not compelling right. yeah, and yeah. like so it feels no, like not. every time I mean, Henry, you go to that stuff what's weird you just is, want to go back to the other stuff yeah what's weird is Henry Thomas is the best performance of the three definitely yeah. he's well like he's also got the pathetic. most compelling character in there because he's like yeah he's a pathetic yeah. guy yeah. it's a great performance yeah. it's like a very kind of a beautiful he's a he's a very soft he's another um Actually, Mike Flanagan. Yeah, guy. Mike Flanagan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He 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 he's a very lovely actor, right? He's like a very beautiful soul actor, mm, right? Sure. So I think he's a walking tragedy, right? The minute you yeah. meet him, you're like, oh, this guy, Jesus Christ! Like, this is cut out. For I wish you didn't live in five points in eighteen yeah. fucking fifty two, bro. Yeah. Like he is what I would be in that movie. Like I would <laughs> yes. be that character. All of us. All of us. <laughs> I mean, honestly, if we're lucky, let's be real. But like, we would enter yeah. and just be like, just no. fucking kill but, me. Just but kill he me. is, I think, like he—he's definitely the strongest of that trifecta. And I think even with the Leo yeah. of it all, great. Death. It does great feel death. like Spoiler. it does feel like Spoiler. Scorsese and Leo are figuring each other out on that movie. Kind of. Kind yeah, of. it's crazy. That's the first yeah. one because it feels like the first yeah. one, and then everyone after it's, that it is feels like so more good. like a simpatico <laughs> thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's a brave turn from Diaz. It's an important moment in her career. It probably hurt her unfairly in some ways. Definitely, um, yeah, you know, I which think. is you know we speak about this all the time. There's obviously a misogynism to that. You know, the sweetest thing, like we said, it doesn't do well, but it's lasted full throttle. Doesn't do as well as the first. Kind of, I don't, um, the 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 franchise stalls after that. Shrek two, 
obviously a monster. Probably her best performance. Yeah, I would agree. I'd argue yeah. is in 05 in her shoes. Sure. Curtis Hanson, the God, RIP. <laughs> we stand a legend. Um, that's a, it's a great movie. I love In Her Shoes. Just, I got to say. We'll save In Her Shoes for on a Curtis Hanson B-side. So. Great director. One of my fa- one of my absolute favorite directors, yeah. I mean, yeah. But yes, it is definitely worth mentioning because I agree. It's like... It's a fantastic no, it's, performance. Yeah. It's just a great... I think it's a great movie and you have three... I mean, we don't want to talk about too much, but it has, you know, Shirley MacLaine, um, Tony Collette. Collette, and Cameron Diaz just absolutely just challenging each other. I mean, just... And also, just also, honestly, like, you know, there's a good example, actually. Shirley MacLaine, you could, you could. Well, one I, of our B-sides makes that direct. Uh, I, I yeah. Actually, right. that's, you know what? You, the spunkiness. Sure. You could, you, I would, I, I would hear the argument McLean to Diaz, you know, the, you at know, least they, intermittently, because I think once the minute someone like an Emma Stone that's actually en- good enters example. the fray, yeah. I feel like she's an actress who kind of, yeah, Stone take, is like a McLean. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, but Diaz, you can, I could hear it. I could, I could hear it. Cause like, yes, yeah, st- you know, she has a little bit of that kind of high wire energy to her, um, that I think, uh, anyway, all right, so then the holiday, we, we know it, we love it, maybe. I don't know. The Shrek the Third, <laughs> what happens in Vegas, which I always love. What happens in Vegas, hit movie. What does happen in what Vegas? Do, that yeah, was, actually, that's that a good was question. a movie what where does happen that, in Vegas? that movie, it was just Cameron and Ashton <laughs> on, the, on, the, on the poster, and it literally said, Cameron and Ashton, <laughs> what happens in Vegas. And credit to them where it's like, you don't see that a lot anymore, right? Where it's just first <laughs> names. Like, like I always think of the electric horseman where it's like, that's Robert Redford and Jane Fox. That's like you a similar thing think where it's of like, the electric horseman. Well, no, because <laughs> the poster, because no, the poster is like, Every day finally, I'm thinking about the electric horseman. finally, they're back together. It's like Redford, Fonda, yeah, right? It's like, sure. it's like, you, you know, him from Barefoot in the Park, right? It's like, Redford, I just always love the idea. Of, Cameron Ashton, that's what I mean. Thing, right? I always love the idea of framing it like, Cameron the Ashton. iconic duo yeah. you've been waiting you for. You know him. You love him. <laughs> that's just, that that does feel like yeah, that does feel like Hollywood taking a swing of like, is this is this a thing? Like Ashton, right? Yeah. It yeah. kind of worked though. The movie did well. I mean, it's like, yeah. but but um, but not that was strong. like a very like FX programmer. Like, yeah, not constant. strong. Uh, I've seen 15 minutes of that on FX at least 20 times. Well, this and so but not, I, a good and, movie. not a good and you know she whatever she's not in, she movie. is in her hit making period though, right? Like. Like she does the holiday. There's another Shrek. There's what happens in Vegas. There's my sister's keeper, which I and you rightly corrected me, Mitchell. I had suggested that as one of our B sides just because it felt a, big hit. It, and it's it's just kind of a weird movie, like in terms of just subject matter or whatever. But but yeah, but crazy. But, the Jody P. Cole, another adaptation uh, but, of a book. But, but but yeah, big hit, right? And that's I think yeah, yeah it's pretty big hit. Definitely kind of a relic of its time, right? Nick Cassavetes, um directed it i was watching some of it before we started recording um, and who's he related to ins- nobody right insane Zoe? Gen- jenna rollins and, <laughs> and john i will say what's funny with nick cassavetes and he i was thinking this watching my sister's keeper some of it um you know it's a beautiful film proper you know a studio budget caleb de chanel lent it it's like dripping with you know it's like the if you know caleb de chanel it's got he can frame you a golden frame better than anybody. And 
fly away home and, you know, stuff like that come to mind. And he, he's great at that, but so it looks beautiful, but even the people joke about Nick Cassavetes being John Cassavetes son because of the movies he's made, right. but he mm-hmm. had, he does hold those sensibilities in those, like, so in my sister's keeper, I think I forgot they did is everybody narrates. So he like, oh, so weird. like there'll be a section where like Jason Patrick is telling you what his experience has been. And then it'll be like, you know, Abigail Breslin, right? Mm. Like, and then it'll be, you know, and then it'll be like Alec Baldwin is the lawyer who's taking Abigail Breslin's case. And he, he's telling you his point of view. Right. And it's like, that feels like an indie kind of, you know, you know, left of center thing that John would do. Right. And I always think it's funny that like Nick Cassavetes has some of those sensibilities in some of his movies, like She's So Lovely comes to mind, right? Like, and he is a good filmmaker, I do think. And I think, like, it's just, it is crazy. He went on to make, you know, these, like, classically, you know, studio films like The Notebook and To a Lesser Degree, My Sister's Keeper. And he but, directed uh, The Other Woman. Oh, my With God. Guys. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> I take back everything I said. Um, I do anyway, think that... But, negates almost <laughs> a lot of what i just said yeah <laughs> which I, mean, I was I, watching the other woman we should today, probably and i felt like i was gonna have diarrhea i think we should probably end the podcast <laughs> yes, actually, right. after that. Well, i don't know if i could ever recover no, but, from that but anyway but yeah. no and, and you know she's still in this pocket even the, now she's in her hit making period she's still in this pocket it's a very of doing, serious year oh, it is it the is box but she's and, still well, making interesting funny, choices <laughs> and the box is one of them like I think the box is so like the the thing that this I was is saying the best movie we're going to cover right of the four hundred percent right? okay. yeah. Oh, yeah the thing yeah. that no I was saying with question. you guys was yeah. that like that run from ninety nine to two thousand two is so fascinating because she is making really distinct choices she's working with auteurs yeah. she's taking on roles that are not the kind of roles that you well, expect her to take on coming off of there's something about Mary because she's at well sorry to cut you off I'm just it's no, just, no. she's ta- like you got to remember like she's taking she's doing this movie after richard kelly not obviously he made donnie darko after southland tales Tales, which is a weird fucking movie right yeah so for her well not not just a weird movie but like 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 a career right 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 right? so for her for her to like throw her hat in that ring and like and yeah really get it made she is top build like she is top she is Way above the yeah. title, like face and then it's prominent like down, on like the, the poster. Yeah, like, the blue yeah. Mar- Mars and Langella are like down yes. low. Down, yeah, yeah, down, yeah. Down. It's yeah. a Cameron Diaz vehicle, and I think like I wonder how much. I know she got nominated for Golden Globes for both Vanilla Sky and Gangs in New York, but like both of those performances were like pretty like it like hit pretty hard, and I wonder if like her kind of getting knocked for those made her like risk averse for a Maybe. while because she sort of settles into doing like a lot of the like comedies and stuff. I mean, and this then, like, is the box after she the does counselor. the third Trek, you know what I mean? So there's like, yeah. A, yeah. And so it feels like the box and the counselor, which I think all three of us would agree are great movies and yeah. great oh performances, yeah. but those feel like the two where she's tapping more back into that, like 99 to 2002 run and i think two of like the most exciting like probably the two most exciting things that she's done since like vanilla sky for me and like, yeah, I, I, yeah i don't even I know wish what that there's more of that i think i think in terms of four quadrant movies where, where she is hitting on firing on all cylinders after this it's limited 
Yeah. Though I think Night and Day is certainly right. oh, yeah. Night, yeah. Night and Day is underrated for yeah. sure. Where she's very funny. And I was even watching some of it literally right before we came on. And like she they, she has so many good little moments like when Tom Cruise crashes the plane at the beginning and it stops. She goes, ah. She like has like a moan right at the end of like right before they cut. That's just like a funny. Like that's a yeah, funny Yeah, that's a great movie thing. too in the sense that like Tom Cruise, you get that. And you guys have talked about this before. You get that issue with Tom Cruise and his female co-stars where like he is constantly – they're casting women oh, who are just chemistry. not up to the caliber. Yeah. He no has chemistry with her. She, yeah. And she is like, that's one of the few examples of Tom Cruise paired with an A-list actress. It never him. happens. Well, it also, it I happens. think what helps, especially because that's late. That yeah, it's like such a curse for him. The Connolly, that's what the, the not to, the Connolly thing in Maverick is like a yes. miracle. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the, because Jennifer Connolly is one of the biggest special effects in Top Gun Maverick, by the way. <laughs> it is. It is I, I yeah. could not, when I was watching that movie, I was like, Wait, what am I? Yeah. What, what am I looking at? Here? Like <laughs> this, I'm buying this. I'm buying yeah. the like my my beautiful boy Tom Cruise, my beautiful crazy Scientologist boy Tom Cruise. You you're talking to a woman. I'm thinking, yeah. sure, yeah. yes, okay, I can see this happening. I think, and what to that point, I think what sells the night and day chemistry a little bit is that the movie fully uh, he's playing. Yeah, crazy. the movie owns yeah. that mm-hmm. he's an insane person, right? So it's it, yeah, so but 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 even in Vanilla, but 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 obviously in Vanilla Sky, she's the anti- yeah. you know she's she. Mm-hmm is the ant quote unquote antagonist, but their chemistry, like he gets in the car, right? Yeah. And that's the whole movie. You believe he gets in the car. Right. Well, when, well, when somebody swallows you, come. Well, it means, your it body means, makes a promise. It means something. It means something. It means something. I mean, as I've, I, we, um. we, we are all going around saying this to whoever will listen. <laughs> yeah. I'm, an anthro- I'm an anthropology yesterday. I'm just telling people. I thought people. it was really weird, the scene in the box where Frank Langella is like when somebody swallows your cum. <laughs> with, so like, with the bird. Yeah, I thought that was a little weird. Um, no, but the box. So I'm not. I'm not going to do the synopsis for the box. The box. I I will say this: if you what if you haven't if you haven't box. seen it if you haven't seen it I do love the if box. you haven't seen it, listener. I would say and and we I would encourage you watch it because I do think it's you know whatever it's an interesting just weird fucking movie that got made. Um, I would turn it off because I do think we have to go into it and spoil because we it gets have so, to get it. It gets so it. fucking weird. So. The Box is a 2009 film directed, like we said, by Richard Kelly, who made Donnie Darko and then written and directed. Uh, yes, thank you. Uh, well, sort of written and yeah, adapted and, and well, directed. Well, Richard yeah, Madison, adapted sure. and Richard directed, uh, from a short story slash early or sorry, like a rebooted 1980s Twilight. Zone yeah, episode, the 80s Twilight uh, Zone, called yeah. Button Button. Um, it's about yeah. I mean, Button Button is like. 20 percent of this yes. movie right i mean yeah yeah and there's a very specific part it, where it like yeah, and he uses it yeah. as a springboard i think to try and make his own version of like a couple other movies uh i i think <laughs> i think kind of successfully but i'll get to it uh basically diaz and marsden are a married couple norma and arthur lewis they live in richmond virginia he works for nasa just put a pin in that for later uh and she is a teacher and she uh, she has a physical disability uh, on one of her feet. Uh, she had it. There was an X-ray machine mishap that uh, basically like demolished her toes, essentially. Yeah, um, all but one. Yeah, and that's just a thing that kind of comes back. It's it's sort of a it's sort of a connective tissue, no pun intended, with the Frank Langella character to a degree. 
uh, Frank Liangella plays a mysterious man with a great name, Arlington Stewart. He shows up at their door one day with a mysterious box with a button on it, and he presents them with the conundrum of, hey, you can push this button and you're going to get a million dollars. But the caveat is that someone you don't know will die. Right, and he gives them twenty four hours to basically. I, what? I think it's twenty. Right, twenty. He gives them twenty four <laughs> yeah, hours 24. To, to, 24 to make the choice. Right, five p.m. Baby, um, make that choice. So, that so choice. it becomes this, you know, this fun little moral quandary for a little bit. Uh, I think these they have money troubles. Yes, that's the whole they setup. Have, mm-hmm. So they could re- like, you know, I mean, I mean, they could use yes, the money. We could all yeah, use money, but indeed, money. Uh, and. Basically, the scene in which they are having the hashing this out, it feels it feels most like the short story. It's bringing up sort of all the moral quandaries that come along with the conceit. Um, I do think it's kind of the most fun because like they're in the midst of kind of going through it and she just impulsively just kind of does it right. I love it. No, it's it's the perfect way to do it because I, I was watching this with Brittany. She had never seen it. And we were both talking about how, like, that's how you would have to do that. Just in life. like, if you were presented, of with course, that, like, yeah, the minute you, well, the minute the you start of, talking like, about Marsden, it is where, yeah. yeah, and Marsden is doing what, like, the quote unquote rational yes. partner yeah. would do, which is like, he's like trying to distribute the responsibility. Yeah. Like, I, I'm guilty of this, yeah, yeah. right? Where you're like, you know, now I'm not saying I'm the responsible partner, but I'm saying, like, <laughs> in any relationship where you're like, well, look, it's probably. I mean, it's probably fake anyway. Yeah. <laughs> bah, bah, bah. Like you're like you're saying all of the things to like. They open it up. There's nothing in. So he's yeah. like, how would he even know if we press? You know, it? he's a scientist. He's like, look, this is bullshit. Right. We know it. It's a, it's a bridesmaid's Lit, gift, right. you know, blah, which blah, is blah, the blah. weirdest <laughs> fucking. Uh, that was the part that I was like, what? <laughs> Did you not do that? Yeah, I, oh yeah, my sister. My sister's doing that. He for was her like, wedding. this is She's just a gag. Yeah. They're all gonna see at the wedding who pushed the button and who didn't. Whatever. I'm like, is that like is that like a thing people did in the seventies? <laughs> Fun. Yeah, be like, oh, you so fucking crazy. You would murder you. You're crazy, John. That honestly is like the weirdest part of this movie. If I'm being honest, like it makes assumptions about human logic that you're like, well, people. It almost, and I mean this as a quasi compliment. It feels a little M Night Shyamalan-y in that regard. Where the well, dude, it's right, totally. Yeah. There's a, it's it's, and this is the thing. It's so, yes, yeah, because it's like. Shyamalan is like the only person alive who's been able who's to like thread this needle. Yes. Sci-fi yeah, yeah, that, that's a, that's like well, an extremely yes. good comp, yeah. and like part of the reason why I fucking love no, this no, no, movie it's, is there's it an off it's a it's a, fun, yeah, it's a fucking B. There's sci-fi an off kilter. It's like yeah. the original War of the Worlds, yes. or like the thing from it's, another planet. It's invasion or, of the body yeah. snatchers is really, I think, yeah. mostly what it pulls from. And I think this now, I think a lot of the complaints around this movie is it it's. Spinning a bit too many plates. An F, an F cinema yeah. score, famous. F famous I, I think there are two things. I think, and one of them, I think, is Kelly's fault, and I think the other one is maybe the fault of an audience, maybe who has watched one too many M Night Shyamalan movies. It was also we. I rewatched the trailer. It, it was sold on the on like, the button conundrum. It, it is insane. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. It, that, it is, it's, I, I remember now, watching it. It is not in the defense of what in the defense of Warner happening? Brothers. How else do you sell this movie? No, no, to I'm be not. Because yeah, you can't you can't say yes, in the trailer that they yes, push the button, exactly, right? Like, exactly. No, no, no. I, I know. I'm just saying. But, you can't. It, it's hard to blame an audience, though. Yeah, definitely. To your point about the twenty percent button button thing. It does get through. That's t- the first twenty minutes of the movie, right? Like, or like, yeah, b- it's, it's yeah. Right? the story. Yeah. So it does. Well, because then he comes back, and I think that the way, if, 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 correct yeah. me, 
he so they press the button he comes back mm-hmm. right to, to co- collect the box and, and give them the money they yeah. they have a, they take the money they have immediate regret because they realize it, maybe it's real yeah. whatever and then i believe this is how the story ends he says to them they're like Are, what happens now and they're like we make the offer to somebody else and he says to them i assure, I assure you won't know them yeah. yeah it's like it won't be anybody you know yeah. And yeah. it's, it's a very beautiful Richard Matheson line. He did shit like that all the time where it's like, it's a threat, yes. right? Because that's the whole yeah. point. It implies, so it's, that it implies that the next person beautiful. who punches it will you yes. decide. It implies beautiful. that the thing, maybe the you things, get moved to the top of the list in some regard. Yeah. Or, yeah. What I was yeah. looking up with it was, so that's how the the Twilight Zone episode that this is in, in like the 80s, that's, how, that's where it ends. Yeah. But the original Matheson short story, which uh, has a great Playboy, has a great ending, has a fantastic but an ending, ending, that, oh, what is an ending that could only work in a short story. Yeah, what is, what is what is the the ending of the short story is that she pushes the button uh. and then the husband gets pushed in front of a train, Classic. gets killed by that. And then she is talking to the Langella character and it's like, you said it would be you said somebody I didn't know would die. And he says did you think that you really knew your husband? Oh, right. And, and they, that's the And end, they yeah. referenced that in the conversation. Yes. Which I think yeah. is, I, I think Kelly makes all the, that's I cool. think he makes right. all the right that's moves cool. there because it's a great question to ask and he gives it to Marsden, right? Like it's a thing that, it's why that, I mean, the scene where they push the button is like one of the best scenes in the movie because it, it has the most fun with the concept or whatever. But like, yeah, Marsden's allowed to kind of ring out all these things of like, you know, d- you know, could it be, do you know our name? Could it be one of our neighbors? And she's like, oh, Dick and, Dick right. and Donna, I know them, right? And then he's like, okay, well, could it be me? And he's like, well, I know you and whatever. And he's like, do you really? Like, it's, he's smartly, you know, whatever. He's raising very yeah. good questions. And she just has had it with the questions and hits the button, right? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, to your point, Dan, they get the money. They regret it immediately. And then also almost. Try to give it yes. back to him. And he's like, nah. And, and so they, <laughs> but then they start investigating. Be, and which is where things take a left turn for them, where almost immediately, and this is where the body snatchers of it all comes in, they just start right. getting these sort of encounters and 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 uh and sort of different experiences with like people who like just feel off right and then there's this like well the game the game is another yes. movie you think yeah, of yeah. right it becomes like it is very cons- everybody's a yes, player this, in this conspiracy this small town conspiracy thing kind of starts to set way where but um, see i think so and we th- you guys can correct me because it gets the movie gets very serious and like morally you know whatever i think it's a very funny i agree movie, right i agree, like, like, I, yeah. agree. Like, I think that it is i think and same with the Shyamalan thing i think it is lean and same with like watching like OG Twilight Zone yes. episodes, there is like a, a like a hokiness. A and hokiness. This is not this is not like a dig at no. all. There's a hokiness no, no. to it that is really like amusing and charming. And I think it does the thing where it is using that to sort of put that point on like, yeah, are we all fucking yeah, weird? You, Isn't suburbia you, fucking well, weird? Well, like shit? when Jillian, like when Jillian Jacobs goes back to the hotel and they're all watching her because she like broke, she oh like told God, him so too yes. much. That's just funny. Yeah. It's a great scene. Yeah, it's like and tense, even it's John, weird, but you laugh and get a great. Yeah, so and Kelly knows he knows what yeah. he's he knows doing. And you get a great, yeah. you get a great John McGarrow performance. Like oh, he's so crazy. good. I forgot he was in that. That to me was the first. Because there, there's a whole, I mean, we're spoiling the whole thing, so I'll just go for it. But like, there's a whole, there's a whole <laughs> tell where th- the there bleeds. are people who get these nosebleeds, mm-hmm. and you're like, the fuck is that about? And the reveal later is that Langella is sort of like somehow controlling Mind all, control. all, yeah, all yeah, of them, right? Yeah. 
And so it is an explanation as to why these people have been acting so weird. But like what the per the perfect chord that I think Kelly strikes throughout most of the movie is like even the principal at her school has a random nosebleed before you even meet. Or I think it's right after she's met Langella, but before they push the button. Right. Yeah. And, but it is this it's a very M. Night Shyamalan thing. Like I thought of the recruiter in Signs. Um that's right, like sure. just a guy who's got a face and a demeanor. I think that there's something. Yeah. Off, yeah. And I think know? that it's very eerie. I think that guy might even be one of the people that is in button button. If I'm not mistaken, I know the person who is in the button button episode is in the movie, but I don't know if that's yeah. the role that said it just has that vibe to it. And I think it's something that like, I think people who try and who, people who try and reclaim a movie like the happening, try and defend it that way and i think this movie is actively more successful at doing i think i think old is basically yes, like a very, sure. doing a yeah. very good yeah. like uh, intentional I version of this I, I don't know if i would agree with that happening yeah like with the people who are reclaiming in that way i think old is definitely like going for that yeah. and or i think i think a better i don't agree with this god bless but a, <laughs> a better one is lady in the water sure right I think there's a lot of people who i mean i don't know where y'all were in 05 but like a lot of people who <laughs> Lovely in the water, right? And I, I think, think those people just really like the score because it's great. Lady, great score. Yeah. score. Lady, Lady in the Water. Not unlike this. I like this movie way more. Not unlike this movie. It does. Unlike my best friend's wedding, let's say it. It goes there, right? I think. Yeah. The, yeah. The, 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 this movie permits. When I when I saw this movie in theaters and then rewatched it, and obviously it was great rewatching it again. The joy comes from that the third act where you're like, oh, let's just do it all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're like, oh, we're here. And that just go further. Like, why would we not and do I this? Think like, let's just keep I, going. And I think that's where for me, yeah. like when Marsden is like, it's full on like he's kind of exploring. Now it's like three of, days yeah. of the condor yeah, yeah. and the fucking NASA building. <laughs> And, you know, and you're just like, okay, let's yeah, do it. Yeah, yeah it's the yeah, 70s. Like, you know, it's the <laughs> thing where, you know, these people, you know, people are like, you know, and we don't need to belabor this, but like, you know, the Winter Soldiers really like the 70s no, political. No, no, no. Right? It's like, okay. earnestly like, this it is feels, what that. Yeah, it feels right? like, like, like Kelly gets to the yeah. end. He's like, let me change the lenses. Let me yeah. change the lighting. He, it, yeah. he it, also, the, the lighting gets darker for, and harder and, and Gordon Willis. Yeah. And you're like, he's and doing yeah. it in real and time. For an We're early digital, I will say for like an early digitally shot movie, granted, po he, I was reading Richard Kelly does cite like something like Zodiac as like that, yeah, that, that, that was too. proof for him that a, an experienced filmmaker could like shoot on digital and make it look like film, film. In, a, in a very effective way so i do think you know the gordon willis of it all like you mentioned is is apt but i was thinking to myself like the way this looks i didn't think of gordon willis i was thinking actually more of like it reminds me of like janish kaminsky but like war of the Worlds yeah. type stuff which is the same sure. same right like same avenue or whatever in a way that i and the well, way it's that literally like. the difference of let more light yes less exactly light, right? exactly, it's the same. exactly. It's the same and, thing, yeah. And I think just overall, like, I appreciate, I, to your point earlier, Dan, about, like, we kind of just, like, really did Richard Kelly dirty when, in fact, like, we've been, like, we've been throwing so many people to the lions of, like, Marvel and DC movies and shit 
when like really we should have been fostering the Richard Kellys of the world for just being fucking yeah. great weirdos. And like, I guess yeah. we ultimately let M night Shyamalan get there, which I suppose is a, is a blessing. I, like, yeah. The, the thing too, is that he basically had to do it himself. Exactly. So like, like I, there's a, I don't know. It's really, it's a bummer that Kelly is like still in director's jail and whatever, but I do think this movie culminates in a way where like, I think it's fair to criticize it for, for throwing too many ideas out there, especially because when it comes time to like, he does weirdly commit in the ending of the film where Langella has revealed that they're kind of all in this broader experiment type situation and, and all that, that, uh, Marsden has like a throwaway line where he's like, oh, it's I've realized what's going on. Like, this is purgatory. Right. And it's the kind of specific line where it feels like a half hearted attempt to give a concrete answer to a really what what up until this point, the movie has been deliberately vague about. And I Mm. think that's kind of where he trips it up a little because it does feel like he's throwing maybe all these little notes he had written down. Yeah, he's an overwrite. I mean, he's all three of his movies are overwrite. And I think the problem is I don't don't necessarily blame an audience member in 09 who's so used to watching like M. Night Shyamalan movies and maybe have them, albeit clunkily, all wrapped up in a bow and everything explained. Yeah. And this movie like deliberately doesn't do a lot of that, which is why I like it. Like it allows you room to be, you know, they use vague phrases like, Oh, I work for the people who control the lightning. It's like, okay, is that Martians? <laughs> is that God? Like, is that some weird allusion to God? Like, you know what? You this, know. Same, this same year, I believe another kind of underrated, let's go all the way movie. Mm. Knowing. Knowing. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally. You know what? I, dude, since we're talking about Shyamalan, I have to just say, I haven't seen Knock at the Cabin. Okay. Yet. I think still the best performance Shyamalan ever got out of anybody is Merritt Weaver in the pharmacy and signs. <laughs> I mean, that, that is, like, how many curses? How many curses? Like, no, but nobody's there, ever there delivered the word of, shit or bastard better. And a lot of, bastards bastards better, yeah. and a lot of <laughs> shit. Shits and He's like, bastards. what is it? Uh, is douchebag a curse? I suppose it depends on the context. Yeah. But John, you're a douchebag for sleeping with Martha. Or yeah. Then yes, that would yeah. be a curse. Okay, then it's not 34, it's 57. Yeah. That's a good That's a good. Oh, it's such a but good yeah, I don't part. Know. I, I, I think we should talk quickly at least about just the Diaz of this movie. I think she puts a little too much, speaking of the, the gang's New York thing, I think she puts a little too much sugar on the accent. I don't know it's, why someone, I said this to Kelly, why does, I, I've been to Virginia. Yeah. Like 70% of those in, people don't have accents. Yeah. I live in Delaware and like, yeah. I watching this, I forgot that it was like Langley, like, you know, Virginia yeah. oriented because both of them, her and Marzen are doing like, you don't need to do that. Yeah. Southern things. For and then Marzen seconds, kind of dissipates yes. a little yeah. bit. And Diaz is still she kind of committing to it. it. And it's really like I was I kept waiting. I was like, did I forget that they're from Houston like, Alabama or, some or something? Shit. And like yeah, moved yeah, yeah. to Yeah, Virginia's no. like And at least give it, I mean, at least get if you're gonna if she's gonna do that, right? Which is I don't think it's like god awful, and I think you get used to it or whatever, but it is definitely like a little because they're not on the same register. She mm-hmm. I guess, I guess the little. argument mm. would be not unlike Tom Cruise, actually. She has like a very proto-American accent yes. where it's like, sure. yeah, not, it, it, you know, unlike, uh, you know, uh, uh, 
you know, a Mel Gibson or a Russell Crowe, right? Where it's like, you know, and obviously I meant these people, you know, those people spend a lot of time in Australia, but like they have like, I always say timeless voices, right? Tom Cruise does not. Cameron Diaz does not. I think it's also one of the reasons Gangs of New York is hard because it's like she sounds modern. Yeah, same thing with Mm. Leo. Like it's, uh, yeah. Well, but Leo, Leo. He got, does he have a modern he's voice? He's gotten, but when you, okay, like Leo in Titanic does not sound like somebody who was on board the Titanic at any point, right? Like, <laughs> I guess like, not. Sure. He's so hot. No, no, no. I got, I got no complaints. It's a fucking matter. perfect movie. I'm just he's, saying. He's 100% a 1997. That's what I'm, like, that, yeah. Tiger. I guess you're right. He's, he's right. And he, but Cameron, I mean, Lord knows Cameron could give two shits about stuff no, like no, that. No, 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 no. I'm not, ex- yeah, yeah, exactly. Know, and, yeah. And, but you're right. I guess you're right. You're right. And I'm just saying this Cameron, right? She like it's, <laughs> nice. no she just it, it doesn't derail the movie in any way and it's not even i would argue even like a terribly bad accent or anything it just it's a weird register compared to like mm. what the other performers are doing which is a little strange no it's true but it's i true. do think she everybody else in she movie does in virginia nobody's doing an accent she she does <laughs> <Yeah>. bring <laughs> she does bring a really wonderful delicate touch to this movie that I think is lovely and I think is maybe a touch, especially when she has the earnest moment with Langella where. Yeah. About she, their, about, about their, their physical regular, things. Yeah. Their mutual disfigurement. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's a weird scene. She says like your face is so fucked up. It makes me feel better about how uh, yeah. my face. But, but, <laughs> but, but she, but there's a beauty. But she treats like, it with an empathy, like, right? There's yeah, a, there's an empathy to that. I suppose. And I don't know. I thought. I, I think, I, I, speaking of yeah. speaking, not to keep going back to the Shyamalan thing, and I I just <laughs> mentioned this out on the internet because I just saw Knock at the Cabin, but like when M Night Shyamalan has like James Newton Howard behind him. There's a lot, Mm -hmm. there's a lot he can get away with, right? And I think, and maybe that's not true because we talked about Lady in the Water, right? But like, (laughs) I do think the score to this movie. By Arcade Fire. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I think sometimes it sings because sometimes it does have that like theremin, like woo. Right, mm-hmm. like that's mm-hmm. totally on brand and feels right. Well, and also very B movie. Yes. I yeah, think yeah. they're they're mm-hmm. totally trying but to I, do like. But a, I think a scene like a 50s, Jerry Seinfeld's. I think a scene like that, <laughs> if you really want to sell it as a very earnest <laughs> oh, thing, the B movie, Barry, Barry Benson, Barry, Sorry, continue. <laughs> no, I'm just Keep all, going. all yeah. I'm saying is I think you might need a little <laughs> bit of like a James Newton Howard score to at least mm-hmm. pump in some of that earnestness I to guess. the movie. Uh, I guess so. I mean, I think. It's it, it, it's actually it's interesting about the earnestness because it's true and it's crazy that the same year with my sister's keeper, she is the exact opposite. So another another situation yeah. of kind of, you know, she's really doing a lot yeah. and probably has never gotten enough credit because in my sister's keeper, she's like, I mean, Jason Patrick is the one who's like, you know, trying to keep the family together, right? And Diaz is the one is like. You know, you will give me that bone marrow. You know what well, I mean? Right. My daughter, you know, like, you will same, give me that kidney. The any you know. given Sunday gear, you know, that she can slip into. She's got a little it's, bit of the Christina. It's the Pagenoxy. same one she brings yeah, back in yeah, 2013 yeah. for the counselor, right? Like, uh, me- yeah, but the counselor though, to Mitchell's point, and we don't the counselors, and we will move, we can move off the box soon. The counselor is like from another dimension. No, 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 I, that performance, look, I, I like. Yeah. I almost think she did that. I I always I always talk about um speaking of Curtis Hansen, you know, Michael Douglas gave the best performance of his career by like I don't know, like 
uh, 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 you know, a pl- a, the size of a planet, mm-hmm. you know, like literally like, like mind shit he had never found sure. ever in his career gave this like God-like performance. Nobody liked it. I mean, people, well, it's cause he feels, it, but, it's but, cause he feels no, like a normal person instead of Michael Douglas, which is why that performance right. is amazing. Nobody, yeah. nobody, every, a lot, everybody liked it. Nobody saw yes, it. Sure. And then I always feel like he just never, yeah. Like maybe aside from Solitary Man. That's what yeah, I was yeah. just thinking. Yeah. He, like the closest he, that he that's the closest that he yeah. ever got again. And that's a pretty good movie. It's an interesting movie. But, it, but it um, underrated, yeah. Underrated movie. But but um he he basically re- retreated. Yeah. Right. And I, I almost think I, I would not be surprised if you gave Diaz truth serum. She was like, I did something insane and beautiful in the counselor, and people or like ridiculed it. And like, if you were a performer and you were at a point where you like didn't need the money anymore, would you just not be like, you know I what? I think, and, I'm and it, right. you know, as far as like, <laughs> as far as Ridley movies go, right? Like I, what's yeah. annoying to me. And I think, I think Lady Gaga knows what movie she's in, in Gucci. And I like that movie more than some people, but the, the levels yeah. of like enjoyment and praise people were heaping her way should have been there for Cameron Diaz and the counselor because it's a very similar, like, let I me, mean, let me, we f- have to say there are, p- sorry, no, just like, it's it to your point. It's very yeah. much like a, let me just fucking go for broke. And it's like a courageous yeah. performance. Yeah. I, oh so much I so will that they had that, to dial her back by redoubling well, that's her performance. Gonna, well, that, well, I think that actually hurts the case. Not, I, not in my mind, yeah. but I think, in the world of the trades or whatever, like she's like she's like putting a patois on the accent yeah. because she's from right, you know, like a, an islander. She's from Barbados. Yeah, like her dad's. Yeah. yeah. yeah so she's like putting a little like like sauce on, and, and like I think Ridley had her redub everything because it wasn't playing yeah. well. So first of all, I would love to see. Yes, it. Let me just I want. Yeah, and, I wanted, and but. So at least that the became its cut. own little side story. <laughs> yeah, that, that became its own little side story, which is kind of unfair. But like, yeah, I just it, it's a shame. It's certainly a shame when I mean the story I always tell is me and our uh, you know me and Connor, our good friend Teresa, we went to go see the counselor. I think like opening night, yeah. and we went to Williamsburg, yeah. and it was a packed theater because it was a big movie. Yeah. You know, and I think everybody. <laughs> I think every <laughs> single person in the theater hated it and we got there too late. So like me and Teresa couldn't sit together. So like I was way in the back <laughs> and she was way in the front and I hand to God, we were watching this movie. Two people were laughing throughout the movie at different points. And it was me and, and Teresa. <laughs> and we came out of the theater. And we were like, were you, was that, Oh, you right. And it was like that thing of just, and we talk, you know, look, the box, you have the box to bring it back to the box. And you have other movies she's done where I think sometimes the branding, the sell has not been kind to her, not yeah. even her performances, but her, the movies she's been in where like, you know, the counselor is Cormac McCarthy's idea of a comedy. Right. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> right. if that means only every 10th person is, is going to vibe with that. And God knows that's probably overestimating. Like, that's okay. It's just a bummer because I think it's one of the fucking greatest. It's also a classic ever. Ridley Scott you know? thing of like that extended cut is like so much more helpful yeah. to the movie mm-hmm. overall. Um that But even just like and then, you know, and then like just whatever, the tonal stuff, you know, the counselor isn't one of our B sides, but like but even like the Ruben Blades like monologue where he's telling, you know, <laughs> Michael Fassbender, like just like 
you have been dead, right? Yeah. That monologue. That's one of the most, I mean, like I've read a lot of McCarthy's stuff. Like it's one of the most beautiful things he's ever written where he's like the moment you made that decision, like before the movie even started, that's mm. what I love about the counselor, yeah. right? It's, it's mm-hmm. like, a, it's kind of got a peck and paw sensibility to it where it's like the, before we are even enter, he's signed his death warrant, right? Yeah. Cause it's like, you already, you knew it was going to happen. And the minute you did it, you knew it was going to happen. Like, why are you acting now? Like you, you did this, this was you. And like, just the, the finality of all of that. I mean, it's so beautiful. So it's like, I'm like watching that part with like tears in my eyes <laughs> and then like dying laughing at like the Bardem scenes and the Diaz scenes. And I like, mean, yeah. and one of the, one of the all time supporting character death scenes Oh, the pit. Scene. With yeah. pit, uh, spoilers, I suppose. But that scene is look. If anybody right now is like hating on, you know, Brad Pitt, and understandably so, you know, therapeutic. Watch, watch the, <laughs> just watch the counselor. Literally, just search the counselor Brad Pitt death scene. You, you feel a little better for like, you know, it's it'll be fleeting, but it's, for thirty seconds, you'll feel oh, way better. So, I'll tell you what. Yeah. Oh man. Um, um we anyway. did we we did overstep it here, but I'm glad we got to talk about the counselor because we did. Now are we going to you, 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 you like the counselor, right? We yeah, do we I agree? love the counselor. Okay. I I think that um any movie that like basically opens with the line "You've got the most luscious pussy in all of Christendom," I think well, is like how do you? Not it like immediately that? tells you what <laughs> Penel- it is, hey, which Penelope, I appreciate. Penelope, yeah, yeah. another yeah, another Penelope, Penelope and Cam. Anytime they're on Penelope, screen together, yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah, I got a, I got, and a equally weirdly, too, that's just so weird, actually. Similar dynamics because it's like one is the chaos agent and yeah, one is the, the angel. dream girl, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. wow, that's yeah. so weird. Um, but anyway, what I was gonna say is, are now, now, are we gonna spend, we do need to spend an hour on the Green Hornet, right? Are we of course, worse? you know, what's are funny? we not gonna? I, I Lenore, was, Lenore Case? I was Casey? going to put that on as no. pod prep. I would have said, and, oh, yeah, no. And then I realized, <laughs> look, life's short. I just yeah. That, I consider I had it on my like long list of like ones that I wanted to yeah. like rewatch, but because I don't remember a thing about no, that I don't like, no. I either. Which is it's just it's one of those timepiece. It's one of those weird timepiece movies. So that, crazy, and I'm not trying to give it credit, but I. I the reason I kind of was thinking about putting it on is I was like, maybe I would see things in it. Not that it would make it good, but that I'd be like, oh yeah, it's doing some weird shit. You know what, what I mean? Would well, it just, be like do you remember? I now. mean, do you remember Michelle Gondry talking about the movie? He literally was like, I just and this is what I love about often non-American directors, where like Gondry was like, look, like on the second week of that shoot, I realized like it wasn't a movie. It wasn't, it wasn't a Michelle Gondry movie. He was like. I just call it action, but really, like, yeah. Rogan made that movie with his buddies. And I always love the idea of, like, Gondry, like, realizing that, like, the machine was yeah. just, like, too big for him. And that was, like, the last big movie he ever made. He, like, yeah. he literally I mean, was, like... I mean, you could argue that is the only big movie he's well, ever made, right? Like, yeah, I mean... Because even, I, like, could, Eternal as far as I mean, he, worked, yeah. he worked with movie stars. And, yes, you know, he was yes. doing, you know, but I think, I think he, yeah. like... He filmed a movie on a New York City bus next, right? Sure. He literally was like, right, he was yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. know what, man? Like, Mood Indigo was like, like he just went straight back to France and was like, all right, I'm done with anything to do. Like with, he like, literally Hollywood did stuff. a Hitchcock, right? Where he was like, you know what? I'm fucking going to Europe because I don't like. If I got to work with Paul New, uh, if I got to work with a Paul Newman again, I can't. I'm <laughs> right. not doing yeah, it. Yeah. I'm not doing it. And it's like just so, you know, it's so funny 
That's the only thing I remember about that movie. It's just like, <laughs> and they just like reshot half of it, yeah. like without him, you know. And they released it in like January. Oh. But um, January, yeah, crazy. or like crazy February, yeah, it's like early. Morning. Yeah, it was definitely like very early. And then so so we should just mention as we approach, um, obviously, what a time. Uh, uh, Gambit. But you know, Bad Teacher is a big moment where she's yes. kind of Huge doing hit. that thing, yeah. monster hit. hit. Yeah. Uh, her, Jason Segel, Justin Timberlake. Um, She's got a little supporting role in what to expect when you're expecting when they were making all those movies briefly. And around this time, she does make Gambit, which is a Michael Hoffman picture written, as we said, by the Coen brothers in some way. And it's a remake <laughs> of it's a remake of a Shirley MacLaine vehicle from the 60s, co-starring Michael Caine, Michael Caine. And um, yeah, I think people often forget or don't know maybe that like for a period of time in the 60s, Shirley McCain, Shirley McLean was the biggest female movie yeah. star and also one of the biggest stars like gender yeah. side in the world. Right. Like people that kind of gets lost in her oeuvre. Right. But like well, Irma LaDouche, I, I, this like this movie, I think people post the apartment. I think people know. forget it, too, because she's got a different movie star quality about her than, say, mm-hmm. I she's mean, she's like an Audrey to, Hepburn. Yes, exactly. I mean, to yeah. compare, right. To she, compare she literally it, was one of the boys. She was yes, part of the rap. Exactly. Pack, yeah. Right. Yeah. She she drank and smoked with the best of them. You know, like, you know, she, you know, you know, you know, she famously would close the bar with Frank. Yeah. You know, and Dean. Right? She's got like, such like a take no shit sensibility to yeah. her. Yeah. Like, she just owns it. Yeah, and so I think, and so in that way, when we brought up in her shoes, you that is an interesting comp with Cameron Diaz, where there was like something like Bad Teacher. Yes, yeah. You could say like, oh, that's sure. A There's modern a modern version yeah. of a Shirley MacLaine thing, and then God, ironically, Shirley MacLaine would be like Bad Teacher. I'd watch it. Honestly, I would I would watch it. That. and then you know Gambit, <laughs> and then Gambit. There you go. You understandably Gambit. I mean, granted, it's a completely different character, but Gambit is Gambit is a remake of of a Shirley MacLaine movie famously long in development um it's essentially a con movie in which alan rickman um has a guy on staff who appraises art it's colin firth alan rickman's a horrible terrible abusive boss colin firth wants to get him for all he's worth his kind of forger slash partner in crime is tom courtney the great tom courtney they devise a plan to basically sell Alan Rickman, a forgery of a great painting. And in order to do so, they have to like rig a discovery of this painting. And to do that, they enlist the help of a rodeo star in Texas, uh, who is Cameron Diaz. Things don't go according to plan. What? But or do they? Right. And right. Like this, <laughs> that's thing. kind of the sting the big, thing of it. Well, and the big thing that the this movie replicates, I had never seen the original Gambit. Um, which I liked fine. You know, I think before we started recording, I mentioned like, I think Gambit sits in that pocket of like, if you've watched How to Steal a Million and Charade already and you want something to scratch that itch, I think it does yeah, fine. To catch a thief, she, you know. she and Michael Caine, uh, McLean and Michael Caine have good, good enough chemistry. They're charming enough. I think the way, but both the like, the comps that they've chosen here maybe feel like, like proper comps but i weirdly think for all of this the there's a there's an orientalism to the original gambit that is a little tricky i think the movie nat that movie navigates it in a way because it's played as a ruse and something that is put on 
it kind of navigates a little more successfully. Weird, weird they kept it on for this one. <laughs> like, I don't know Which, why we, the, well, there's like but, a whole Asian business. No, no, no. But, and, and so they weirdly try and they develop new characters to almost poke fun at the Orientalism of the original. Right. But yeah, but in this, they they try and sidestep that problem by making her a road you know like it's a class thing almost right it's like she right. she's a rodeo uh like a rodeo clown basically um not clown not rodeo clown but she's whatever she's a cowgirl right yeah and yeah. and so they try and play it that way versus like her being brought into this very posh british sensibility or whatever and they try and mine that for the fish out of water thing but the diff- the key difference and the reason the original still works to a degree is there is a there's a genuine um wonder in the original that McLean gets swept up in that is not here and in this one Diaz kind of being brought in on the thing she she's eternally like aware that like this is dumb and this shouldn't work which is fine but it's just weird because it does it doesn't make the payoff work right like and i think part of it is that in the original michael kane is at least he's in it he's out of his depth but he's at least he comes off as like kind of competent which is why it's entertaining to watch him get undercut because he's not as smart as he thinks he is whereas like He's not a buffoon. He's not a buffoon. And yeah. I like Colin Farrell's like in Colin Farrell. Or Colin, Colin Firth. Firth. Colin Firth is a, I wish is it was, a Cohen. God, I wish he's was a, Colin No, but the problem is he's a Cohen Brothers buffoon, right? Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. how the Cohen Brothers script kind of writes him. And I mentioned to you guys off air that like that's almost weirdly the best thing about this movie's pedigree is where everything goes wrong. Like I think there, and I know you, Dan, you had mentioned that it got, you know, whatever it got rewritten and rewritten. Well, yeah, Mitchell whatever. was saying it's, or, it's, yeah, it's, sorry, yeah. it was long in development. I think it all, it all they wrote it. They, yeah. They wrote a script in like the mid two thousands. That was like, just like them adapting the original. And yeah. then like it, they were never planning on directing it or anything, but they wrote the script and then it just got like, rewritten and rewritten and rewritten by like all the many other directors that got involved with it i'd be curious to see their draft of it then yeah. because like because it does feel, some of their touches feel there and it does feel like a really good 60s caper there is that, yeah that is the, ripe for a good remake the, there's to me and i and i was reminded of this on, on a re on a rewatch honestly of this where to me the funniest part of the movie is where he's trying to to acquire this vase in the hotel which like why what's the i don't i don't know okay I, honestly. Yeah, like i think my read because this was the thing i wrote some stuff about about like being confused what the genesis like what any no of this so thing, it's what, not a full it seems movie. like he yeah. just got like mad that because at this point diaz has like bailed on him yeah and so he's like yeah, diaz is, is basically conning slash romancing rickman, rickman on the yeah. side uh, you know as far as we know Right, yeah. and, and then as far as he knows, and so I think yeah. right, he maybe is like, well, I'm gonna get he's this just expensive like vase, yeah, you and know? he goes and like goes to take the the vase out of like, and spite. so he loses his pants, classic in the process, as you know, as one does, and he goes into the hotel room and he has this like ongoing banter, what have you, with the maitre d's downstairs, yeah, yeah, and there's like an old matriarch woman <laughs> whose suite he goes into. 
to steal the vase and one of the maitre d's like calls on her and she does not know he's in the room but he doesn't yeah. have pants on and he's like and she's like right talking to the maitre d's and it's a, it is a There's funny visual gimmick a, that could would work in like intolerable cruelty or something yeah. Like yeah. That. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And, i was thinking that too yeah and, and, and like, that is funny and then like eventually she sees him and they have a funny thing and then he walks downstairs without his pants okay like script aside like just visually framed and michael hoffman i do think is an underrated director you know we briefly mentioned speaking of pfeiffer he did a midsummer night's dream he did soap dish right mm. he did one fine day with michelle pfeiffer which is an underrated rom-com so like capable that's, be- guy. that's like a better farcical yeah like that capable thing, guy yeah. some girls with patrick dempsey privileged with hugh grant like he's made good movies right yeah like this and he he's also had weird luck with movies he made a gore vidal movie with kevin spacey that'll never come out now <laughs> which is crazy you know which is just insane there's, a lot, there's, there's, a, there's a lot going like on there sitting, for sure. shelf, <laughs> sitting on a hard drive somewhere yeah. but um and so just similarly this movie got dumped by cbs films which i think was dealing with money issues at the time as well but like yeah it's just there's not like Firth is too much of a buffoon. Rickman has a couple good lines, but he's like not in enough of the film. Cameron Diaz, she just, it just doesn't feel like an actual character. Like yeah. it just doesn't work. It's like a bad I, I think she, It's a silly yeah. performance. It's like a Courtney's bad, it's fine. A bad version. Courtney, I mean. It's a bad version of the box accent. It's like yes, to, that's to, what to, I was to, thinking too. So, yeah. so it's much so, so broad. It's well, too. It's, like, it's so you know, broad. You know what? It's, like, it's a worse version of. It's like when you watch uh, Marsha Gay Harden and Confess Fletch, and she's got that insane accent. I do. I, I do you know, love I think that. it's. I think that performance is amazing. Flesh, but, but my flesh. point is that's that's an accent that is so put on that you are waiting. Right. You're waiting for a twist where it's like she's putting it on. That's not but, her accent, yeah. and that's what you're waiting for in this movie to a degree, and it never happens. And so you're yeah, like, it feels like she should be smarter than she actually is Which she because is. the character is acting in a way that and doesn't also, really you make know sense. Weird? Yeah. And it's weird that it's not. Like why, yeah. like this movie, yeah. a con movie, why at the end would she not just be like, you know, like I knew what you're doing the whole time. I it's was, like, yeah. It comes down to that. That also loses its magic when the central person is a buffoon, right? Mm-hmm. And I was thinking the big, uh, a big solve to this movie would be make it a little bit more like the OG Michael Caine character and fucking cast Jude Law and make it a holiday reunion where he actually is someone who thinks he's like smarter and better than he is. And then you get to watch him get undercut the whole yeah. time. And it's like way more enjoyable. I mean, that's that's like, like basically what happens with um him and Sleuth, right? right. Like he sure. thinks yeah. that he's smarter than he is. And Kane's kind of the guy like, you know, pushing I think him that's, around. And, I, and look, I actually, I know this, uh, that's a maligned remake. I, I, th- I think, the, I think it's decent. That That's a, that's an underrated, um, you know, Brana gets a lot of hate these days and I, <laughs> and I don't agree with it though. I understand. It. Um, <laughs> but you know, I think that's a really brave remake because it's so different from the original where it's like, yeah. you know, it's like, what if we just like, you know, because Pint, I mean, it's like, it's, it's like Pinter's version of it, right? So it's like, yeah. if you know Harold Pinter, it's like, you know, he's like, let me just do this, you know, and it's like, yeah. if you watch the original Sleuth, you know, which obviously Michael Caine is in with, who's the older actor in that movie? Lawrence Olivia. Lawrence Olivia, of course. Um, you know, that's just comically way different, right? And you could argue the Pinter sleuth is almost like the 
McCarthy counselor where it's like sure. these very specific writers sure, doing sure. their version of a yeah. comedy where it's like, well, it's not actually that funny. It's like, well, that's the fucking point, right? It's like, <laughs> right. okay, okay. But yeah. um, but anyway, the, whatever, Gambit, you have none of any of this, <laughs> yeah, right? It just... It's like, there's no nuance. It's like, so the twist after the twist is like, all all of the fuck cups were basically part of the plan to swap Which, paintings but it doesn't make sense it doesn't make any sense there's no missing sense. scenes 100 yes, percent. there's missing right. scenes yeah well it's, it is it, i can tell you there are missing scenes because the movie is like 86 minutes long oh well, it's God. the snowman it's, a, yeah. it's the snowman and it's, it's like the, there are the literally are like oh, man, i'm just snowman, saying it's like shoot well you're just watching it and you're like oh there's just stuff not here I don't, yeah. know. I don't know. Albertson was just like, "Yeah, we ran out of money. We ran out of money, so, so we just didn't like, shoot the rest of the movie. We ran out of money, so we just gotta just. I guess we'll wrap it up. We'll just oh cut it God. and see what happens. What so it's a bummer. I mean, it's a it's a bummer one to end on, just because it's like so yeah. inept and like you know, it's just yeah. You know, for it's funny because Firth, this is only this is the same year as Arthur Newman. I, which is which a we call disaster. Yeah, which we yeah, got not, yeah. on the blind episode. Yeah. Not right? a strong yeah. picture. Um, you know, <sighs> this I believe is this the exact same year as the King's Speech? No, this is three years after, or like two. Yeah, I mean, he I, won... this is one of those weird ones where it came out in King's like, Speech the UK was twenty ten. Yeah, yeah, and so this yeah, came okay. out in the UK in twenty twelve and didn't come out in the US until like straight on fourteen. Fourteen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So this was the fuse era, but I mean, he had Tinker Taylor after the King's Speech, which he's phenomenal in. And then, like, he feels like he's, like, trying to figure out, like, leading role well, stuff. All I was going to say is in the King's speech, he's playing put upon, right? And, right, and, sure. And, and it is, it does And work. really good at it, yeah. I mean, it, it is, well, and he's, you know, that's a movie that won Best Picture, I think. That, say that, what you that, want about that movie. It's kind of good. Yeah, and he's that great hurts its it. reputation, which yeah. I think is silly. But, like, it is a funny, good movie. It's a really right? funny movie. And I think he, he being put upon with the stammer and all that stuff... It's very effective. And I think what you get is like, oh, it should work here. And it just doesn't. Right. Yeah. Where it's like, you know, yeah. and even like, you know, you know, um, granted a lesser Woody Allen film, but speaking of Emma Stone, like Emma Stone's doing a show Magic in the, the Moonlight. Thing. Magic in the Moonlight. That's, I think it's not a bad film. Yeah. It's a similar. He's playing the Woody character. He's put upon. It works. Emma Stone's giving him a little <laughs> verve, a little of that McLean energy, like Connor yeah. said earlier. So you see it work, but but often, you know, but in this case, it's just there's not enough there. Uh, yeah, quite literally, like quite literally. Quite literally. What you there. were saying with the the hotel stuff, because there's also like this running bit with the the major D's at the hotel, where like um, Tom Courtney's character is referred to as the major. And Colin Firth and Diaz have like this back and forth in front of the major D where he has like a stain on his pants from like an ice bag that kind of looks like he like ejaculated or whatever. And there's a whole like bit with them going back yeah, and forth yeah. about like the major, the major and the major D's think that they're talking about his penis. <laughs> and that's like a running bit that comes back. And I think that's honestly really funny. Yeah, it's a good yeah, like, yeah, it's part the of all the stuff with the, all the stuff with the, the major hotel D's. stuff is really funny. Yeah, it's fun. Like the Savoy. If you stuff, made yeah. like a, like a what's up doc kind of movie yes, with yes. these characters, that with Firth in the Ryan O'Neill role, that would be really funny. It's all the con shit that does not work at all. Yeah, and which is a shame. Partly which because is of what shame. Connor yeah. was saying. Well, it the just feels just too dumb. It, and it feels secondary. It feels. Yeah. It, you know yeah. what it feels like, Connor? Actually, well, you, uh, I, I was doing this uh, for mixed reviews. Warren Beatty made a movie called Dollars with Goldie Hawn. Sure. And it's yeah. kind of a yeah. similar thing where it's like, 
the con itself is interesting in theory, but at a certain point, you're like, these people suck. You're like, <laughs> I don't well, care. Well, in like, like pulling one over in even in the original Gambit is a little more clever. And I suppose as a as a remake, this one is at the disadvantage where it, it does the thing. And I won't really spoil the original Gambit because whatever. I think you should watch it. It's a fun little movie. But like the part of the final rug pull of the original Gambit is like the initial setup for this movie in terms of what the plan is. So they they do that almost as a direct like, OK, well, we're not going to try and pull the same exact trick twice or whatever. Mm. Right. So they like right. put it out there. But it's weirdly a thing where like, OK, but you, you realize that you've spoiled your best asset then. And then what you try and wrangle the con into is way less effective, uh, which is I don't know. It's it it's yeah, it's weird. But the problem is, even if the con in Gambit isn't as interesting or fun to watch as, say, the heist in uh, How to Steal a Million. Right. You at least have like Shirley MacLaine just firing right. on all cylinders to get you through it and i think unfortunately like firth and diaz just like don't have they're obviously both good performers but like i think if yeah. it's jude law or if you recast her as somebody maybe that colin firth has better chemistry with like you get a little something more out of it probably this but. is one of those movies where like everything you look at it on paper i remember being like kind of hyped for the movie when it was coming out because sure. like all these actors the coens you know you just see that on the script whatever and like it has all these good looking parts. Even and the poster for it is really like worked. a super fun, a nice, like cool illustrated sixties yeah. poster. Yeah, it's but great. yeah, it just doesn't. It feels like so. Like within five minutes, you're like, this is just not fucking. This is just flat as yeah. hell. It's just no, not anything yeah. at all. It's a shame. So I mean, that's I mean, and so you know, that's near the end. Like we said, the end of her career, she does stuff like, you know, uh, the counselor, and then the four, the three movies. And I mean, look. Uh, Mitchell, do you want to say anything about uh, the other woman before we wrap up? I mean, you watched it. Uh, bad movie. Um, not a strong movie picture. Does, does not like women. I don't. I think. I think that movie does not care for women. Now is that uh, the Kate, Kate Upton is one of the women? Is that Kate right? Kate Upton Leslie is. Well, that, Mann, Mitchell, that's because it cares for the other women. It yes. cares yeah. for the other ones. Yeah. So Cameron Diaz plays is it the Nikki other Minaj woman. Is in that Nikki Minaj Nikki Minaj is Cameron Diaz's assistant. Classic. She's not one of the other women. Okay. Um, Cameron Diaz is the other woman. Leslie Mann is the woman, and then Kate Upton is the other other woman. Oh, classic! There's and that's how that uh, works. There's another wow. other. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. And it's Nick, it's Nicolai Nicolai Costa Costa Waldo, Waldo, right? Yeah. Okay. The man well. who has not been working in movies, um, they just have not figured him out. Have Have you guys seen that movie Headhunters from like 2012? I do love it's him like in that a movie. Skin and he's so fucking good in that movie. That's a great movie. Yeah, he's in the, they, been, they, they haven't cracked. He's him in, in the movies. he's yeah, in the really. the whatever he's in the uh, the uh, the what is the word I'm th the rejected Brian De Palma movie Domino, Domino. as well. Yeah, he's years. good in that. He's yeah. good in Domino. Um, you know that movie didn't you know got dumped obviously rejected is wrong disavowed Brian De Palma has <laughs> yeah, disavowed has, has, and, yeah. and barely released disowned um, yeah now I guess as we end here I guess what I think we're kind of in agreement favorite Camerons would be um we said you know inner shoes is up there being John Malkovich any given Sunday the, what I, are, I, what I are, what are some other I think that plus Vanilla Sky. And the, and the counselor. And the counselor. I think that's top five. I think that's the yeah. in some, in some order. Consensus five. Yeah. yeah. I, I would think, agree. I mean, Charlie's Angels, I think, is 
such a great worth, distillation worth too, of the, yeah. the star kind of power that she yes, has sure. and just like completely channeling it. I think Charlie's Angels does such a great job of putting those three women in like exactly the roles. That's they a great be in. casting. Yeah. I mean, th- those three together, wow. Really, really kind of magic in a bottle, honestly. Yeah. 100%. Um yeah, those are those are easy recommends. Um and that's kind of it. I mean, you know, you know, she's making this new movie, obviously kind of coming back at a semi-retirement. Uh, we hope back in action is good. Mitchell, thank you for being on. Always an yeah. honor. Uh, Always the us, sweetest thing to be with you guys. Hey. Hey. Tell us what's, uh, what, any letterbox things, any any Mitchell things coming, coming um, in the future? Yeah, you can letterbox. Um, I mean, we got stuff coming out i don't know what um but you can we can <laughs> Dope watch this stuff we can watch this is back uh we took a break for like january from that and so we're uh we're back cooking on there so if you want to listen to that um listen to it uh i think the day that this is dropping i should be having two pieces coming out at a paste one is nice. um a retrospective essay on Paul Schrader's Blue Collar nice. and just how that nice. movie fucking rules Does and sort of like movie. the fucking crazy like production of that movie where like Richard Pryor was pulling a gun on Schrader and Schrader was like having a mental breakdown and everything. Well, so. that was with Schrader. I mean, I don't want to blow your piece up, but I think no, that please. was Sh- Schrader <laughs> would pull each, you know, Yafit Kodo, Richard Pryor, Harvey Cattell to the side and be like, yo, you're the star of this movie. Yeah, like, he said take that this he, like, movie back. cast all of them telling them that they're the lead of the movie. Yeah. And they all were mad that they were not the lead of the movie. Yeah, and they all were like very not fans on of set each, yeah, of yeah, each yeah. other, right? Pryor yeah, and I mean, his bodyguard beat the shit out of Kaitel at one point because Kaitel like purposely ruined a take that Pryor was like riffing on. It's a whole thing. I try to get it into the piece. Uh, that's awesome, good. actually. Wow, um, I'm excited to read that. Yeah, okay. And then great. I have another another piece of page dropping like the same day that's about uh, Robert Forster and like primarily his performance in Jackie Brown and how that's, I think, one of the greatest performances in cinema history, but then also like oh, kind of background. Supernova star. Super Robert Forster. <laughs> Honestly, underrated movie, but we'll get into it. <laughs> yeah, oh my God. But actually, a great, I will say this actually, I think one of his later, deeply later performances, a great one scene opening performance in Damsel. Oh, he actually. is. Oh, he's yeah, so good in Damsel. That's a great opening scene. That movie's good. That's a great movie. That's a good best. fucking movie. That movie's good. B-set. Underrated. It was a B set. Yeah, it was a B set. It was a Robert B set. Uh, that's a great um, movie. Well, that's it. Well, Mitchell, we love you. Yeah, we love. Thank you, thank you, Mitchell. Yeah, thank thanks you, for having Mitchell. me, uh, Mitchell. Where can people find you? Uh, Twitter, it is Mitchell. Uh, Letterbox, Letterbox.com slash Mitchell. Great. And Dan, um, how about you? Where can people find you? D- Any final Cameron thoughts from you? I, I was so pleasantly stunned by how great she was in any given Sunday. I like. Yeah, that sounds. I, agree. Hi- I, I agree. know it sounds hyperbolic, but I was really like. Wow. If you haven't seen it, yeah, if people listening haven't seen Any Given Sunday in a while, revisit it. Or if you haven't seen it at all, check it out. It's, I mean, even as somebody who does not really like Oliver Stone, like, it's, it's a That's great That's a good movie. point. Like, like it, there's so much happening there, you know, um, even, like, the, even the more, like, you know, the speech he gives, which is, like, the most famous part of that movie. Oh, my God. It's it, so fucking it, good. it is worth it, right? It's, yeah. like, it's earned. Even if it's, it's earned. earned. Yeah. Thank you. Well, that's, my that's goal a, for the year is to memorize that speech so I can just recite it to my yeah, cat. Yeah, that, that's the kind of movie that, like, Oliver Stone's indulgence. <laughs> that's what living is. <laughs> Oliver Stone's indulgence pads out that movie in a way that might feel interminable to some. But well, to I do, the point but that I do Stone is, you, like, one of the commentators. Yes, right, right, right. Oh but, that, but that feels like a very specific choice that I actually 
actually yeah. can get behind and like yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's to the point where you when you get to the last 20 30 minutes of the movie it all you're like oof yeah no it really yeah it really does congeal that thing it like, also looks it looks beautiful i think it's but wonderfully even like, edited even like, Qua- like you know quaid yeah. you know is an interesting Great actor performance by the way He's, Great performance. i yeah. mean that would be a top five quaid well it's that's a movie like him, that like the scene with him and lauren holly where like he's yeah. emasculated like yeah. has quaid ever been and, taken down like that before and, in a movie and like by he, lauren holly no that's, that's a movie and this doesn't happen a lot in ensemble movies but that's an ensemble movie where every single person is yeah, doing Bill Bellamy has is, moment. Bill like, it's Bellamy's very great. Ladies love cool. James is doing great work. Oh, love Jamie, I don't love, even. Yeah. I'm not. I don't even love Jamie Fox all the time. Jamie but, like, Fox. Jamie Fox. Is, I think the weakest, there's a whole Jamie Fox music but, video. But him there. kind yeah. of being the weakest Steam. link, it weirdly helps the movie. Yeah, kind of yeah. like yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. It really yeah. all because he feels like he, the character feels like he's trying to punch. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's an interesting. Right. It's an interesting. Oh, let me just say this, speaking to Jamie Foxx, and then we'll leave it. Speaking of B-sides. I mean, this is guys, all appropriate because by the time people listen to this, it'll be Super Bowl Sunday. So maybe that's good, like, do you guys alternate know, uh, Super Bowl I don't know if you guys you. know this. Do you know that Jamie Foxx made his directorial debut movie called All-Star Weekend, um, set during the NBA All-Star Weekend, in which <laughs> all of – it's Robert Downey Jr.'s in it, Gerard Butler's in it, Jamie Foxx is in it. They oh, all I've heard play, of this. They all play different races – in the movie uh, uh, and he made it like five years ago and it's uh, never been released uh, and it's right? never been released <laughs> oh and no. I, it's like it's becoming a very quiet the day the clown cried <laughs> yeah thing, wow where i'm like please for the love of god let me see this movie uh, honestly like release it in 50 years after they're all no longer no, with us you know no, like, someone just... send it to me tomorrow <laughs> if you listen to this i, I need to see the corners movie. of the internet have fucking found that movie i don't know but sure. i don't know that i don't think it ever came out in any country i think it's literally like not <laughs> it's in jamie fox's house and yeah i think it's like jamie yeah, fox right. is like rugged drive just like <laughs> yeah. sitting near yeah. an imac um <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, Connor, I'll pass it to you, Mitchell. Once again, thank you. Thank you, uh, as always. As, yeah, as always, and, Mitchell. Uh, we appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, I'll just close it up and just say this has been, you know, this is a fun one for me because she, she was never really one of my favorite movie stars in any capacity. I liked her in some things, not in others, but this is just, I like stuff like this when this happens on the show because I got to go through a lot of her movies and you just gain an overall appreciation. I think the fact that she hasn't been working probably added to that, you know, of like, Oh, you know, we didn't really know we had when we had it to a degree. Um, but like you said, she's coming back and, and be better. All I'll say is, you know, you can follow us, uh, at TFSB side on Twitter, on Facebook, uh, and on Letterboxd, if you feel so inclined, if you like what you've heard, you can rate, review, and subscribe wherever you're listening. Quick shout out and thank you to Adam Blotner for our theme music. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Scruffy Looking. Uh, and like I said, just you know, I sort of, I sort of remembered Cameron in a different way before I rewatched. So I say, give her the credit that she's due, and just D as I do, and not as I say. Oh, fuck <laughs> it. All right. <laughs> that was so sweaty. That was last, the sweatiest one. That was the sweatiest one. And now you're listening to the B-side.